Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast 2021 Awards Part 2. Uh, we hope you enjoyed episode one. If you have not listened to the first episode where we discussed our top five songs of the year and some other superlatives, definitely go check that out. Tonight, we're going to be discussing four more superlatives and our top five EPs of the year. So once we're done with this episode, we have one more episode left and it's the big one. It's the top 10 albums of the year episode. So definitely get excited for that one. Justin, Derek, Jacob, back again to talk about more of our favorite music tonight. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? I mean, actually, I can answer that one for Jacob, but I'm gonna, if you want to answer yeah, a little, it. A little congested. <laughs> Tens of regret. <laughs> yeah. Like Jacob is still sick from the last time we recorded. Even uh, more sick now. You yeah. can probably hear yeah. it in my voice now. No, you sound all right, it's, actually. Yeah, yeah. You, you sound all right. Um, anyway... Uh, compared to what we discussed in our last episode, do you guys feeling more excited for this episode or do you think, uh, is that even a fair question? Genuinely, I'm more excited for this episode to be recorded so that the, the last thing we have to look forward to is the big one. Mm. That's a good point, actually. I struggled with the preparing for this episode, so. I'm feeling more confident in my choices but less excited about them <laughs> like i feel like with the songs especially you know we talked about it my number one song listened to a gajillion times is like i spent a lot more time with like the individual song than i did with the songs off of like nep or an mm-hmm. ep as a whole you know so but well then, uh, before we get into our superlatives for the beginning of this episode, make sure to follow us on social media so you can catch our other episodes of the HiveMind 2021 Awards. You can follow on Instagram and Twitter at HiveMindRadio underscore. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at HiveMindRadio. Follow us on Spotify, HiveMindRadio Recap. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I kind of feel like we breezed through this introductory portion of the episode. Um but are we ready to talk about our first uh, superlative for tonight? Let's do it. Our first superlative in the best album art of the year. Now, we're not... New one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a new one for us. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty quick. Uh, but uh, we're doing it first and we're not throwing it in our top 10 albums episode because that episode is already going to be gem-packed. So... Uh, I'll get started with my runner-up for the best album art of the year. Goes to Anna Lynn, A Conversation with Evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think it looks really sick. It's some sort of a like female goddess person holding a golden apple in their hand. And the art style just looks really sick. Uh, very moody to match the idea of A Conversation with Evil. Honestly, this just really comes down to personal preference and what the hell do I think looks cool? And I think it looks cool. But my winner for best album art goes to Idola, the architect. Not the one I thought you would pick. I'm surprised. 
Yeah, yeah uh, I I generally was not very impressed with a lot of album art this year. There was only a couple that really stood out to me. I really was only picking between like three or four. Uh, and what stood out to me about this one is not just how cool the mask looks, but like the quality of it. Like the picture mm. quality of the album art looks sick. The uh, bokeh blur in the background, like it's very simple, but... I think the very complicated mask gives off the vibe of like the architect of like something complicated um, very well. So, I, and I just think it looks dope as fuck. So, uh, Idola, The Architect, my favorite album art of the year. Justin, hit us with it. Oh, this is going to go by pretty quick. Um, my honorable mention is uh, Sleep Token, This Place Will Become Your Tomb. I really liked all of the single artwork leading up to this. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't too high on on the album as a whole, but I still appreciate the the theme it went for the for the uh, album art. Um, my top pick for this is Casket's Lost Souls. This was one of the three or four that I was considering in mine. I just really liked the art design they did, yeah. not only for all the, the singles, the album, but also, like, a lot of the fucking merch, like, really yeah. went well. I, I Caskets, the merch, bangs. The tarot card design with all the different mm. um, artworks for each song. Beautiful idea. Wonderful idea. Reminds me of uh, Noya's um, different artworks for each song last year. Um, they did that for the visualizers, um, and uh, was neat to see this time around. And uh, glad, glad to see that caskets uh, still sticks with the good fucking design. They make gold and uh, like gray actually look really good. They are one of like three just things in general that make the color yellow not look disgusting to me. It's like I wish they were still. I wish they were still selling those masks. <laughs> we have to use our masks at work, and those yeah. masks are actually really good. Yeah, caskets are like the only band. Well, there's one other, um, but less notable. But caskets are like the big band that actually makes the color yellow work for me. Otherwise, I really do not care for the color at all, and I think it looks mostly disgusting. But caskets nail it, just like they nail their music. So good pick. You heard it here first in the high mind. Fuck yellow. Yep. <laughs> oh, my homies hate Honestly, yellow. true. Yellow's yeah, uh, yellow is just an ugly ass color. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Your favorite color is yellow. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next month, hive mind rebranding. Yellow. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just. Gross. I just envisioned our logo in yellow, and I just kind of like threw up a little bit. What a gross yellow. <sighs> I say that like I don't have fucking art ho yellow in the background of my uh. <laughs> my profile picture <laughs> mustard yellow that's what i was looking for it's like a yellow orange that's like more acceptable just plain yellow that color sucks anyway derek uh my so this is interesting before uh because i didn't listen to any hmm. okay i've got about three things i want to say and i set them out of order so my runner-up for best album art is echo by of mice and men um I avoided listening to the singles that came out besides Mosaic um, after the two EPs. And so I, I hadn't seen this album art yet. So my initial runner-up was uh, the artwork for The Bloom 
EP. But once this album dropped, the cover is so much more sick, so it's fine. I really like the way the the orange around the bird kind of fades out. Um, I just say it's a really well drawn, well executed design. Um, and yeah. the I don't know if this is cheating or not, but best album art for the year comes off of an EP, uh, and it's pure like porcelain by like Masta Flames. Um, I can respect it. I really enjoy when heavier metalcore bands, and I noticed this with deathcore bands as well, where they get into this like painted album artwork style rather than it being done like digitally and put together like maybe a caskets was. Um, for me, like, like Fit for an Autopsy, I think is a perfect example of that, that I, I really enjoy their album artwork. And this is is that style, but I like the way that that kind of prism of color juxtaposes itself with the, the, the browns and the tans that are going on. It really makes it pop. I don't know. I I was drawn into, because I wasn't sold by the singles on the CP. When I listened to it, the thing that brought me in actually made me want to prioritize it was looking at the album art. I really, really enjoy it. I think it's just sick. That's what this award comes down to. What do you think is sick? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. My runner-up goes to Invent Animate with Ooh. The Sun Sleeps As If It Never Was. Okay. And I think the contrast, two songs on the EP with an interlude, I think it just sums up the art pretty well. That's all I'm going to say about that. But um, my winner is The Browning, End of Existence. The Browning! The Browning! <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think it's sick. There's a dragon breathing fire down on some dude, and he's got a, sh- a shield around him. Yeah, I, I really like the art style. I, I think it's very... It's not very... It's not something you'd see normally in this genre. More like a... EDM, which yeah. I guess is, yeah. I guess is what the the Browning is known for. But this is, yeah. I mean, if you have a dragon on your fucking album artwork, right? Like, I feel, I feel like that's like an automatic top five. I think like, there's nothing that's not cool <laughs> about a dragon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think also the the contrasting blue looks mm. really. Like there's then there's like ghosts and shit. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> but you don't have to. If it looks cool, it looks. It cool. looks. Fuck it looks it. badass. So. Well, that's a fun little quick award to start out this episode with. Let's uh, head to our last uh, negative award that we're handing out this year. This goes to the most disappointing album of 2021. Uh, and I'll get started oh, with my runner-up pick. Probably about to break a few hearts here. It oh, goes to... It <laughs> I know what it is. The Architect by Idola. Oof. Oh, no, you're going to break my heart even more with your number one. Uh, I know what it I'm... is. I know what it is. 
Um, Fuck you. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're right, actually. Um, uh -huh. All I have to say about Idol is that I listened to it the same night that Spirit Box, The Plot, and You and Concrete Castles dropped. And my interest of desire to listen to that album faded by the time I woke up the next morning. Uh, next up, the actual winner for most disappointing album of the year goes to Flux by Poppy. Oh, you were expecting something about album? I, it well, comes. Oh, come on, her last one was pretty good. Yeah, it comes off of the fact that I disagree. Almost made my top ten albums of last year, and I still think a good majority of that album is really fucking good. And then to come out this year and release one of the most bland, boring, uninspired pieces of rock music I have heard all year. It's like. I wouldn't necessarily say that I had the highest expectations, especially after I heard the first single and was kind of underwhelmed. And then I heard Flux and I was like, okay, this really isn't clicking with me. And then I hear the full album and it's just entirely the same thing. I'm literally just like uninspired by anything that I'm hearing. And coming off of one of my favorite albums of 2020, I definitely have to give Flux my most disappointing album because of that. I didn't even listen to it. When you said that you didn't like it, I said, fuck it. I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, it's not happening. I'll, I'll bite the bullet for you. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Justin, let's hear it. Yeah, my runner-up um, is Anna's Okay, Aurora. Um, I wanted to give this album a chance, but unfortunately, a lot of songs kind of sounded very similar. So there are only a few standouts, Standing Still, um, The Tragedy. Uh, that I really go back to. Everything else just kind of blends in together. But my number one, and I'm going to break a lot of hearts with this one. Oh, no. Caskets, Lost Souls. I keep looking on the same old What? 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 Yeah. So... Why? We said dis we Wait said disappointing. Minute. We never said bad album. This is not a bad album. It is a wonderful album. However, I got into Caskets through uh, Falling Apart, and then I really liked their song Ghost Like You, where um, Matt had done um, a, little bit, a little bit of a like a unclean, like a like a heavier scream toward the end of it. So I was wanting more of that, and that's kind of what I went into this album looking and I was like, okay, Matt's going to do um, great work in uh, songs like Glass Heart, um, The Only Ones, but I would really love to see some variety in his vocal delivery. And I didn't get that in a lot of the songs. The songs all, all in favor to evict Justin from the hive mind? Yeah. You haven't let me finish. <laughs> You've said enough. Um, You've said enough. I want to <laughs> evict you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, the songs are wonderful. They're, they're great to listen to. But there's not a lot of variance in the vocal delivery, unfortunately, and um, it, it kind of uh, set the bar a little low on that album for me, but I still think a lot of the songs are amazing. Wow. I'm just waiting for when we record our top 10 albums next week, and it's going to be on there somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not, unfortunately. Wow. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. I would never have anticipated that. Yeah. No, I, Actually, I, I'm, I'm That's why I'm disappointed in it. Well, if you could have told me prior to you telling us what your most disappointing album was, if I had to pick one singular lock for your top ten, I think I would have put Castus. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I would have. Same. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. Dude. That like, just makes I, my list a bit more surprising. Yeah, I got no clue now. I'm, it's, yeah, no. Goodbye. Wow. I was anticipating a certain number of albums. I was anticipating a certain number of albums in my top ten to overlap with Justin, and I'm gonna have to subtract uh, a number from that probably. Hmm. Spoiler. Getting a little, get a little spoiler insight. Yeah. I mean, if if that's anything to go by, there's a couple other albums that I think Justin and I both were really into this year that I'm questioning if they might not make his list now. Normandy's not on my list either. Okay, okay, we need to stop this talk now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your go. <laughs> oh man. It, so this this was interesting to me because last year my disappointing album was clear and it was uh Positions by Ariana Grande and it's cuz she put out a, a top 5 album of the year in 2019 for me and then came off with something that I didn't enjoy. I didn't have any albums like that this year. Where it was like I expected the album to be good from a band that had previously provided me a good album you know every every band that put out an album nothing really disappointed me i guess or, or like strongly subverted my expectations so i had to uh it was a lot harder to do this one than last year and this is one that i switched right before we started recording too um so my runner-up for most disappointing album uh is jordy by maroon 5 who somehow managed to make the Another uninspired pop bullshit from their 2018 album, even worse. I could not finish this album. Um, and then my most disappointing album of the year goes to See What's on the Inside by Asking Alexandria. That's a good choice. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one coming, but I'm also not surprised in the slightest. I think what it is for me is it's not like, you know, they put out like a house on fire and I'm like, wow, this album's great. And then they put out this album. I'm like, wow, this album sucks. How could they do that? Because I didn't like like a house on fire. I got a couple songs from that on on my playlist still. But it, overall, it just wasn't a great album, especially not when their uh, self-titled album prior to that had so many good songs on it. But what what disappointed me the most about this album is that you drop the intro like 50 second track and alone again and i am instantly hyped for this band in a way that i haven't been in a long time and the album starts off with those two tracks so i'm like i'm feeling great i'm ready you get past them you get into track three you're thinking my expectations are high and then it just never delivers not once the rest of the album feels like one long bland song that i just i couldn't get into it I was sitting there waiting for, for every song to end. It was just so aggressively mediocre at best, which, which really, really upset me because as much as the, the lead single, or that lead single rather, kind of copied Avenged Sevenfold in a lot of ways, it, it was done really well. You know, I, I had the solo, I had the bouncy riffs, I had the catchy chorus, I was feeling great about it, and then nothing else even came close to that. It just it left a really, really bad taste in my mouth. I think, I think that's a fair pick. Uh, fair pick. I think I didn't have this album on my list because 
Um, my expectations were low already. Yeah. So, I think that's why. Alone Again was a good song, but it didn't get me extremely excited for the album. Yeah. Especially as the yeah, only I single. I loved it, especially having that intro track to pair mm. with it and build it. I mean, I just, I, I was really, really playing that on repeat leading up to the album, and I was like, damn, asking Alexander to <sighs> make a comeback, and then they just didn't, so. Alright, I'm about to break Derek's heart here. I know what this is. I think it's because I think I thought it was what Jake's was, but it's not going to be. My most, or actually my runner-up for most disappointing album is Era. Oh. With it. Self-titled. <laughs> I'm like 0 for 8 million tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was? I, well, I thought Jake was going to mention Chase Atlantic. And that it just uh -huh. like disappeared. You act like I had terrible. expectations. Well, yeah, but yeah, I thought, I thought that you, know. you had no expectations and they somehow still got subverted. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Anyway. That's a fair pick, Jacob. I respect it. And my winner for most disappointing album goes to Landmarks. Lost in the Waves. Réveille un pincement au cœur, j'ai dû en rêver encore Je nourris de sombres dessins, mais j'ai l'amour des miens Pour apaiser la douleur au fond de mon torse On faisait la paire et c'est un fait grave I wouldn't have seen that, that one coming That is a terrible pick and you should be ashamed No, <clears throat> it's not Because th this album painted a picture with the singles we got And we did not get Like, I remember the, I said the, the two like, there, we have four singles, right? And they're tacked mm -hmm. on the beginning and end of the album. Those are, like, the best moments on the album. And everything in the middle is just... I don't, I don't remember anything, to be honest. It's kind of forgettable. And... Overrated is the only song that really stuck with me from that album. That was a single, though, right? No. I don't think so, anyway. Could be wrong. I think it was the last lost. one. I think it was, it was a single. It might have been. It was, lot, it was Rainfall, then Lost in a Wave, Paralyzed and Overrated. Okay. Yeah, so it starts yeah. and ends on the, uh, the two singles. Or the four singles, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And Paralyzed then and like, Overrated were my two favorites from that album. And then there's like that song with like the French rap and. That's like one of the best songs off no, the album. No, no. So. <sighs> yeah, I got, those those singles got me really excited, and then kind of a letdown when it got to the album. So. This one hurts me more than you picking Era as your runner. Really? Yeah. Because at least with Era. I can get it, and I understand. I remember you explained it back when we reviewed the album. This one, watch that. I'm I'm mad at this. This <laughs> <laughs> upsets me. I think after that award, we have successfully put the hive mind in shambles. Yeah, so, so especially. Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's try and raise the mood by talking about our favorite artists that we have discovered in the year of 2021. Uh, we got two more positive awards. We've got this one and another one, uh, our most improved artist after. But uh, in regards to my favorite artist that I discovered this year, there were quite a couple of bands that were in contention for this. Uh, but my runner-up pick goes to uh, a friend that we have not talked about in a fair few minutes now. It's Anna Lynn! <laughs> Are they like in every one of your nominations? <laughs> they're, they're in four of my four of my eight superlatives. Yeah, you're a menace, bro. I don't know. Purely off of two songs that they released Dude, this year, basically. They're going home with all the medals today. That's insane. I can tell you this much that this is the last time that they will be mentioned. 
Sure. So this, this is so funny to me because I know you didn't like that full album yeah. enough to like put it anywhere near your but top bro. 10, but you're going home with like four awards anyway. <laughs> like, but bro, those two songs at the top of that album are like two of the best metalcore songs I've heard in the past three years. So like, I don't know, man. I don't want to fucking sick. But my favorite artist that I discovered this year is actually one that I discovered quite recently and I've been quite obsessed with in the latter few months of the year. This goes to Cyan Kicks. Who dropped an EP back in February, but I didn't catch wind of it until Spotify decided to randomly show me their cover of Let Me Down Slowly by Alec Benjamin, and I was blown away and listened to that song on repeat for like probably 10 times in a row while I was scripting a video at my internship. Uh, and then I check out their most recent music video, which happens to be for The Flood, and has been one of my most played songs of the last two months of this year that isn't in my top 10 songs of the year, basically. I have been captivated with just about everything I have heard from Cyan Kicks. Fantastic female vocals, super... Uh, super like there's a big pop sensibility to it uh, but you still have those electronic elements and the guitar riffs and the fast drum beats there's this band is just fantastic and when I'm looking for a new female fronted rock slash metal band Cyan Kicks is filling that void for me that uh, many other bands like a uh, kind of to an extent rivals would um, but Cyan Kicks definitely kicks it into like a bit of a heavier gear um, I think what really has also stood out to me is just the way that they incorporate electronic elements into their music. If you check out a song like Wish You Well or Feathers, uh, they have really creative electronic bridges in both of them that was just sick as fuck. Um, it's very creative. I haven't really heard a lot of bands sound like Cyan Kicks. And to my joy, a month after discovering them, they drop a new single and it's fantastic. And I am extremely excited for more music from Cyan Kicks. And if I had to place a bet on any band that I discovered this year to end up in my top 10 albums of next year, it would be Cyan Kicks. So that's why they're my favorite artist I've discovered this year. Highly recommend checking them out. Good shit. Well, I guess I'll go on Yeah, good talk, guys. <laughs> unless, unless anyone else has... Because Cyan Kicks, I don't, I don't listen to, unfortunately. Yeah. I tried to get you guys to listen to them. Uh, we talked about their song Invincible last month. I do like that but, song. Um, I don't, have you listened to the EP yet, Derek? No. Bro, no. you got to. Maybe not well, before the end a, of the year. A, it's a little late now, yeah, maybe, man. Maybe, like, maybe not before the end of the year, but like at some point you got to listen to it. It's so fun. Uh, I don't know, man. You you got like 10, 15 minutes. You probably can add it to, to your Dog, I got, I got the Soak Me in Bleach lo-fi version blasting through my headset right now. The, <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. Like, I, can't, I can't be throwing rock music into my ears right now. Shout out uh, Soak Me in Bleach lo-fi version. I'm very interested in what Justin has to say for his favorite artist he discovered because I feel like you're the one hmm. that discovers the most small bands out of all of us here. So I feel like you're going to have the most interesting pick. So let's hear it. This one's going to be fun. All right. So I have two runner-ups. One I'm just going to quickly mention, uh, Cantor Vice, uh, because I have gotten yeah. to them yeah, way, way, way too bit. So they're my second runner-ups. Um, only they have two singles out right now, so I, I need more from them. Um, my, my leading runner-up 
is Boys of Fall. Um, I actually heard them a while back through their, um, I think it's the, I think EP is called Chasing Echo or album, 2018 album. Um, and then I listened to their 2020 album and I was so upset that I only got to it this year because they definitely would have been on my top 10 last year. Like easily, like maybe top Damn seven. Good album. It's a really good album. Distance is one of my favorite songs like I've listened to this year. Um, but my leading, my top um, artist discovered is a band we've not talked about on the podcast. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned, I know I've sent Jake a song of theirs. Uh, they're a band called New Vegas. Interesting. Uh, so this is a band that um, ever since <laughs> I've noticed a timeline shift and that ever since we started doing uh, the podcast, my Instagram has been filled with a lot of bands and, um, posting like uh, new songs on their stories and sponsoring them. So I, en I end up getting a lot of new music through that. And this was one of the bands that came up through that. Um, their song Requiem, which is our latest single. Uh, came up and I really enjoyed that. Their their music is a post hardcore that blends um, hard rock with uh, piano melodies and um, has kind of a, like a higher vocal range to them. Um, I don't think they have any uncleans, at least not not any of the songs that were released this year. Um, but some of the recent songs, um, ever pretty much every single they've released this year, Persona, Killjoy, and Requiem, um, have all kind of been in some some shape or form my rotation this year. Um, and they just gotta have they have like a really good atmosphere to them. Um, I I enjoy that like post hardcore sound where it's um, you a, a self described post hardcore junkie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, where where it's that um, blending of like a hard hard rock, um, little a little bit of a headier vocal range, um, but also adds like the the lighter about uh, like uh, melodies like a piano or violin and um this band has my interest uh i hope that they're going to be releasing like an ep or an album next year just so i can talk more about them uh but with the singles we got this year like i highly recommend them i'm not questioning that pick i'm just very surprised to not hear an envied by angels or uh frenia here uh yeah We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, Envy by Angels, um, unfortunately, uh, they they release so much that a lot of a lot of their music kind of got drowned out, and there are really only two or three standouts from the singles that they released. Um, which isn't a bad thing. The quantity over quality can work, um, but I feel like now that they're signed, I think um, if they slow down a little bit, I think I think they'll I think they've got they've got a good chance next year and showing up somewhere in my superlatives. Um, and for any of the, um, we'll, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Uh, any, anything else you want to say? On, uh... That's all I got. All right. Derek. Man, I'm going to one up Justin's uh, talking about one favorite artist discovered that we didn't talk about on the podcast. So I'm going to hit you with two. Um, my runner-up is Axel Flovent, a indie folk pop artist from Iceland, uh, who I was exposed to by uh, Kate on Twitter. Shout out Kate. 
Um, and my favorite artist discovered is an indie pop artist called Elio. It's E-L-I-O, and I found her because she made a remix album of all her, um, like, like, ten of her songs and got features on, and one of those features was Chase Atlantic. Of course, it showed up in my uh, release radar, and I listened to it, and, and then I you fell down the loved hole. it. I loved it. Well, she wasn't even, like, super featured on the mm-hmm. song, but I liked the melody of it, and so I'm like, all right, well, I gotta go hear the original. And I did, I didn't like it as much as the one with Chase Atlantic, by any means. But I saw it was off an EP, which means it goes into the Listen Later playlist, and that's when I fell down the rabbit hole. Um, the song with Chase Atlantic is Hurts to Hate Somebody, by the way, and oof, that was a, that was a damn good song. Um, she's got this... Well, I guess I should say that, for me, my 2021 you know, rock metal... Hive Mind podcast, by the way, was defined by two genres, and that was emo rap and indie pop. And the indie pop was solely because of Elio, in the sense that a lot of the indie pop that I found and listened to this year, I found as a result of going through like fans also like for her on Spotify and finding artists, and then finding artists through those artists. Um, I think the most notable ones for me are Valley who was on her remix uh, album, um, an artist, uh, Ren for short. Um, and, oh God, who's the other one? Why am I blanking? I've been listening to him all year. Joan. Joan, that's what it is, Joanne. Um, she's got this great pop sensibility that, they're, they're, I don't know how much you guys listen to indie pop, but it feels like there's two sections of it, and it's like, people who are meant to stay kind of underground-ish, and then people who qualify for indie pop just because they haven't had that moment where they've blown up yet. And that, for me, is what Elio is, because everything... I mean, there's just so many electronic hooks, so much pop sensibility across all of her music. Um, she put out a album last year that probably would have made my top ten had I uh, heard it at the time, but... Yeah, it's just there's there's such a range of stuff that's vibey, stuff that's upbeat and energetic. Songs like uh, Charger and When You Saw Love were two of my... If I, if I had to make like a, a top 20 or top 30 songs <laughs> for the podcast, those two definitely have been on it because I spent a lot of time with them. But yeah, no, I in the same way that I put Alpha Wolf in my top 10 albums last year because I appreciated what they had done in terms of getting me into albums that I thought were too heavy, and then I, you know, listened to Alpha Wolf, and the rest of them seemed more tame. It's kind of that same vein. Yeah, as a gateway. Um, It was just a gateway to get me into a lot of new artists this year that I really enjoyed. So even if some of those other artists had a discography that I enjoyed maybe a little bit more, I had to give it to Elio, because without her, I wouldn't have found those other artists in the first place. I'm going to have to pass that one down to my sister because indie pop is like, she goes crazy for that. So Oh yeah, she'd love this shit. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. We'll definitely pass that down. That leaves us with Jacob. Your picks. My runner-up is Nevertale. Ooh. You like to see it? Um, yeah. 
We I didn't I don't know if we talked about them last year on the podcast. I can't remember, so I chose we, them. We talked I, about one song. They released everything in my mind the single last year. Mm. But I so I guess I'm it. cheating, but but it's fine. We'll take. It. <laughs> I I didn't really like get into them until this year, so Love that's why that's my runner up. And I'm gonna let you guys guess what my number one is. It has to be Sweet Token, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Okay. I forgot you didn't listen to Sundowning when it came out. That's on me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that one wasn't too hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found this band when Alkaline came out and intrigued me so much. Go back and down the rabbit hole. Mm. I listened to Sundowning. Probably, so I looked on Last FM. My most played album actually is Sundowning this year. Oh. So if Sundowning was released this year, it would be my number one album. And I think that just, that just shows how much... I love this band, and... That statistic um, alone says enough, I think. Yeah. Um, like, they're up there, like, with my top five favorite bands now, so... I th- I even went as, like, Vessel for Halloween, which <laughs> was... <laughs> and yeah, it actually looked really cool, too. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't it, know if the picture's it turned going to out, look, but... No, it's not going to, because it's not that great, but... It's it was a it was a fun experience to make that, but um Yeah, that is that is my number one. Alrighty then. On a similar vein, our final superlative for twenty twenty one is the most improved artist of twenty twenty one. Uh so let's get started then. Uh my runner up most improved artist uh changed uh yesterday. <laughs> It's Siamese. No. Uh, we'll no. be talking about the album in our December recap. Um, I don't really want to say too much more. <laughs> but my winner for most improved artist, um, I kind of want to throw it to you guys, kind of like Jacob did, see if uh, you guys can guess what mine is, because I feel like it might be pretty predictable. I actually don't know. Fuck, is it Spirit Box? No. Ah, I got no clue. Uh, wait, wait, give me, give me, give me. A I'll second. give you all one guess, and then if you're wrong, then I'll just say it. Is it Normandy? Nope. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, somebody's phone's vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I have no idea. My most improved artist of 2021 goes to Against the Current. For a band that I basically did not care about, uh, like I, I, they would pop up in my YouTube recommended every once in a while. And I, I knew that uh, like Legends Never Die was a fantastic song that Chrissy Costanza featured on. And everything else I had ever checked out by Against the Current was just like, eh. Like, 
I don't think I would really care if it was on. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed or upset. Like, I don't hate any of it, but, like, I'm not really inspired by any of it either. And then at the end of last year, we get That Won't Save Us as a single, which is, like, the first song of theirs that I actually, like, enjoyed quite a bit. But then they kick it into high gear this year by releasing Weapon into Again and Again into Lullaby uh, with the release of their Fever EP this year. And just some of the best pop rock I have ever heard, yeah, plain and simple. I still don't care for a lot of their earlier material, but the seven songs that I got out of that Fever EP blew me away to a point of naming them as uh, my most improved artist of 2021. I wonder if we'll be talking about them again later this episode. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, Justin. All right. So my runner-up is uh, Paul Bartolome. It's a good pick. Uh, I feel like they've been putting banger after banger uh, since Time Bombs were released, especially with Monster coming out. Um, I would put them as my most improved, but I feel like that's going to come next year when their album Neville comes out. Assuming it's next year. It's Should most be. likely next year. Um. But my top pick for most improved is actually of mice and men. Wow. Yo, shout out to mice and men because this is also my most improved artist. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um, I'll I'll go ahead and start, and then you can piggyback off. Um, I, so I'll, for of mice and I also want to say I had this in contention, but I did not. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Hey, um, so we're all in agreement that Earth, Wind, and Sky was kind of forgettable, right? I thought it was. Earth, Wind, and Sky? Are you thinking of Earth, Wind, and Fire? That band Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm sorry. In the 70s? No, 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 no. no, no. That's, it's just Earth and Sky. Oh, was it Earth and Sky? I thought it was yeah, I thought okay. I thought you were going I thought you were going through Earth, Wind, and Sky, like Earth, Wind, and no, Fire. No, no, no. I genuinely, September I genuinely thought 70s. it was that. Oh, uh, no, it's just Earth and Sky. Yeah, um, Earth and Sky for me at least was pretty forgettable. I didn't really yep. like any of the songs. Yep. Yep. Um, but I also really liked um, their album uh, previous before Earth and Sky. Um, Defy, right? Or something like that? Defy, yeah. Defy. yeah. Or Defy, yeah. Um, I really liked that, and I don't know a lot of people really liked the, the cleaner vocals, but I did. Um, and I'm glad to see them reintroduced in um, their most recent works. Um, I've pretty much like enjoyed at least one or two of e every one of the EPs they've released, and when it all culminated into the the album that they put out, um, man, they they really stepped up their fucking game. And uh, if this is what we're gonna see more from this band now to now that like pretty much every single one of these songs is doing crazy amount of numbers, like yes, give me more. I am so glad to have this band kind of like back on my radar because I really enjoyed a lot of stuff from Restoring Forces. Um, some of my top my picks favorite. in that were... That's my um, favorite album by them. Yeah, Another You, Never Giving Up. Um, those are some of my like top picks from that album. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad to see that they're, uh, they're doing good work. Yeah, so I guess because I'm next, I'll just say my runner-up for most improved artist was Wage War. 
Uh, I also had that in contention. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but I did not make it. To know three of us are on, on the ball. I was going to say after after the uh, absolute mess that was each of our most disappointing albums. I think that uh, <laughs> we're, we're hive mind reunited. We're bringing it back together before the EPs. Um, I want to echo. Well, a lot of um what Justin said in the sense that when they lost. Austin Carlisle before Defy came out, it felt like the band didn't really know what to do. And so they just stuck with Aaron's Queens and like there there were a lot of good moments on that album, but I, I felt like overall it was really lacking. Um and Earth and Sky felt like a course correction, but it felt like one that was too too strongly done. Like they were like, hey, you know, I know we lost Austin Carlisle. I hope you didn't forget that Aaron Polly can do uncleans. And then they just made a really heavy album that felt like it was only heavy for the sake of being heavy. Whereas with this, um, with their most recent album, Echo, it really feels like they've found their groove in terms of balancing cleans and uncleans, getting vocal melodies down. The instrumentation of this band sounds tighter than ever before. I mean, the drumming on that most recent album really felt like a leaps and bounds improvement over earth and sky. We'll be talking about that more on the December recap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel like we might be talking about them a little bit early. <laughs> well, I wanted to, but then the freaking EPs, they decided to drop an album uh, instead yeah. of an EP. I mean, like full disclosure, echo made my top 20, but no, I just, and I guess that's that's a good good way to to describe it because Earth and Sky was just nowhere near my top anything of 2019, and I I thought that maybe it was just because I was um, not into the stuff that was that heavy back then, but I went and re-listened to Earth and Sky a couple months ago, and it just didn't hold up in the same way that Echo does. So, shoutouts of my Men for really finding their groove and putting out material again that I can really really enjoy. Of Mice and Men wasn't in contention for me because I never really listened to them up until this year. But uh, they definitely put out some really good songs this year, so good picks. Good picks. We need Jacob, and but when the world needed him most, he coughed. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. Um, Alright, my runner-up for most improved artist goes to Memphis Mayfire. This Ooh. was in contention for me, but did not make it. Dude, I didn't think about it, but I should have. In full effect. Mm, I'd put them as number three or four if I had to. Yep. And my winner for most improved artist goes to Lorna Shore. No Man. surprise. No. no, because it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, Deathcore, yeah. yay! Yeah, so kind of the same thing as that Jake said is like this band was I knew about them and I didn't really care for them. It was like, and what what do you call it? Black and deathcore, right? That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, so I didn't really care about them for their last album. I know I listened to it, and I was like, this sounds too power metal-esque to me with all the orchestral elements. Mm -hmm. But after To the Hellfire release, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like 
epic. And with Chelsea Grin not being releasing, has with Chelsea Grin not releasing anything lately, um, Laura Shore has taken the crown of Deathcore Kings for me at the moment. And I think it all is because of Will Ramos. Um, I think he is an amazing addition to the band, and I think it is exactly what they needed. And hopefully, they don't lose another vocalist again. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It could happen. Um, God, I, I hope not. Yeah. So I think this, like the to the Hellfire going viral, has helped with yeah. um with like exposing me basically mm-hmm. to this and yeah it's it's opened my eyes to this new genre of deathcore that I normally wouldn't listen to like this is the heaviest shit I I listen to it and it's not even close <laughs> so Lorna Shore deathcore yay uh anyway um i think that is gonna wrap it up for the superlatives i do want to add one thing quickly when it comes to most improved artist um my runner-up for a while was actually never tell i just wanted to mention mm, nice. that to make justin happy real quick um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, i think you're also quite happy with siamese in that runner-up spot so either way i was gonna make justin happy tonight uh, but that Hell takes yeah. us to. Oh God, I disappointed you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, that takes us to our top EPs of 2021. Um, I think in general, uh, going from 2020, where Crossfaith was the only band that released an EP, to 2021 having a <laughs> lot of really strong EPs. I think generally throughout the year, there were a lot of EPs that we were all really stoked with. So you I'm know, very you interested. Bring me last year. Yeah, true, actually. Um, I just remember <laughs> the running joke of Crossfaith being like the only one oh, yeah. to put out the yeah. EP for like the first eight months of last year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, 2021 was a really strong year for EPs. I'm excited to hear all of your guys' picks. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we did with our top singles. All of us have assembled a top 10 EPs list. We're only going to be discussing our top five. Uh, and we will mention our full top 10 list before our number one. So, without any further ado, let's get started. My number five EP of the year, not something I expected to take this spot when I first heard it, but has stayed strong and nothing is really outside of my top four. I don't think anything was better than this. My number five EP of the year goes to Red Hook and their EP Bad Decisions. Uh, I listened to this. Uh, I didn't like it enough to put it in my top ten, but I can totally see why this why this cracked yours. Yeah. Um. I already said last episode that the bridge of bad decisions was a runner up pick for one of the best bridges I have heard all year, uh, and that is still true. Bad decisions. The title track off of this EP is my favorite song here. And overall, it's just a really fantastic EP. It's six songs, and of the six songs, uh, only two of them are longer than three minutes. So it might seem a little intimidating as a six-song EP. I mean, EPs aren't that intimidating in general. But, like, 
most EPs are generally around the five songs. But when, so when you see a six song EP, um, sometimes you think it might drag on for a little bit, but this one goes like you're, you're in and you're out really quick with four songs all under that three minute mark. Um, not to say that uh, time shorter songs are necessarily better, but I definitely think it does them a benefit on this EP. Um, you start out this EP with uh, I Don't Keep Up, which has a really fun uh, melody section, and you get like some trumpet horns in like the bridge at the end of the song too, which is really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that as the opening track. And then it, right in the middle of the EP, you get Bad Decisions into Kamikaze, which are my two favorite songs on this EP. And hearing them back to back was just incredible. Bad Decisions has some absolutely incredible lyricism, uh, which I mentioned last episode. Um, I don't have the lyrics written down anymore, unfortunately. Um, but Kamikaze gets a feature from Will King of some band that I don't know. Uh, but his feature on Kamikaze is absolutely incredible. It's a really fun... Uh, kind of metalcore song. I mean, really, it's just with his feature that makes it kind of metalcore-ish. Maybe it's more post-hardcore, to be honest. Uh, fuck genres. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but there's one lyric on Kamikaze that I really enjoyed where it's like, so um, so tell me your childhood trauma. Let's measure up. Um, and the, it kind of plays in the idea of like making all these bad decisions and like, I don't know, you're, it's very much like a depressive EP in terms of the lyrical content. I mean, the what I mentioned in Bad Decisions yesterday, like I, that, the main melody of that song is I'm a fucked up mess feeling angry and de depressed. I make bad decisions. Like, you know, you're going to get some shit like that. And I think I just really appreciated that line in Kamikaze of uh, what's your childhood trauma? Uh, let's measure up. I, I thought that was a really creative line. Uh, and then to end out the EP, you get Alien and Your Heroes Are Bullshit, which are both very... Uh, kind of ballad-esque, particularly Alien. Um, very nice closing to the EP. I remember when we discussed it back in April that it almost felt like an album with how much depth there is in just these six songs, and I still think that rings true. Mm -hmm. I would really love to hear a debut album from them at some point next year in 2023, uh, or just another EP from them, honestly. They released uh, Sentimental Surgery uh, not too long ago, so... They might just be releasing a couple more singles or they're leading into another bigger release. But either way, um, I did not have any expectation of Red Hook making anywhere near my top EPs of the year, but I thoroughly enjoyed this EP and it stuck with me throughout the entire year. So that's all I got. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I know that none of us are really as high on this as you were, but I can appreciate it. And I still listen to Alien very often to this day, so... That's that's about all I have to contribute. I, I did not spend nearly as much time with this as you did, but yeah, bad decisions is in my top twenty-five songs of the year. Actually, might even be in top twenty to be honest. Fucking love that song, <laughs> Justin. All right, so my number five. Talked about this band before. Written by Wolves, the collab project. That's that's an interesting one for me. Yeah. Because so... it's a bunch of re-releases off of their Secrets EP or their Secrets album from 2019. And it's like, I love that album. That's still a top three album of 2019 for me. Oh, um, but 
I don't know. The features don't all work for me. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. So like it or not, I'm on the I'm in the same boat. Um when I was reviewing my my EP list cuz regrettably I didn't listen to a lot of EPs this year. That really stuck with me. Um this one um is one of the few EPs I keep coming back to. Uh, most because Trenton Woodley carries the EP on his back, and it's not fucking close. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. That is so true. Um, the his feature in Better Luck Next Time really like breathed new light into that song. Yeah, and has made it such much more of a more dynamic song with having two people involved. I'm shocked they didn't do that originally, but it also was a debut album, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but also I. I like the variety in the the features, even even if the features um, themselves, the rest of them didn't really stick with me. Like I could care less for Kellen's feature and "Help Me Through the Night." "Help Me Through the Night" was more of a was more like a cinematic kind of piece. I feel like Kellen really didn't add too much more into it as much as like Trenton did. Um, uh, Sunny Sandoval from Pod, I, I feel like um, he also kind of breathe new life into secrets kind of um adding um a bit more of a kind of like a rap slash r&b kind of style to it um not something i listen to predominantly more than i listen to the the standard song from the um album in 2019 um but um having two features are both of uh lucky stars and forever and always both songs i really didn't find too heavy um heavily invested in on that album i really appreciated them more especially forever and always like i I feel like the feature in this one really adds much more to the song than i really thought of going into it um my only grab with his ep is i got could kind of done less without the the 11 and a half minute and nine minute like uh basically memoirs essentially um but they they did this for a reason. It was backed by I think uh, the New Zealand like music group, um, so they they did it for a reason. I I do appreciate the um, the songs they picked. I kind of wish they they picked more that I had been more invested in. Like um, I would have loved to see a feature in um, in the way out or let it burn. Um, but what we got, I enjoyed it. Um. Uh, Better luck next time featuring Trent Woodley still is in my rotation normally. So, yeah, um, I I know I said uh, before we started recording, I don't have runner ups for my top 10 EPs. Uh, thinking on it, if I did have a runner up, uh, Written by Wolves would be the runner up. So, I'll just say that much. Um, that album was the top three album of the year for a reason. Um, I just don't think when three of the five songs on this EP are two of the weakest songs on the album, it doesn't really do a lot for me. I think Lucky Stars and Forever and Always um, are both good songs, just not something that I ever really have a desire to listen to again. So it kind of bogged it down for me. But even with that, like Written by Wolves are so talented that like even if it's not like my favorite thing from them, it's still Written by Wolves and it's awesome. So. I um I do like the release of this though because it does give me hope about anything they release next year. They said next year is going to be a big year, so I'm expecting maybe another EP or album next year. Um, I'm hoping so because that's gonna that's gonna add more to the fact that 2022 is just gonna be 2019, but again, yeah, for that's real. funny. 
Um, but uh, I have hopes. I really didn't like any second or um, as much as I liked pretty much everything else off that album. But um, Oh No is still a song I ha- have learned to appreciate more, even though it's kind of a topical song. But uh, I'm looking forward to what the, the guys have next year. Absolutely. I think this was a good, like, kind of like, we needed some time to catch our breath. Almost, so here's something just for the fans to, like, chew on for a bit while yeah. they work on, like, mm-hmm. the actual really good shit, you know? Is there. it my turn, guys? Yes, yes. Alright, this is where y'all pull up the cheat sheet for the next three EPs. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number five EP of the year goes to Choke by a little band called Maywin. Spelled uh, M-A-E-W-Y-N. They have 500 monthly listeners on Spotify, and I am proud to be one of them. Uh, This is somber emo in the vein of movements. This this scratches the same itch in my brain that movements does. They have that same kind of I use somber once already, but that somber lyricism that's very down to earth, personal, relatable. The vocalist in terms of being able to switch between not uncleans but harsher vocals and his normal singing voice is very similar to movements. Um for a small little band like this to be able to pull off that same sort of sound is really impressive to me. Um, the EP is only three songs. Uh, it is Choke, which is the title track. And then it's Brothers on a Hotel Bed, which is a cover of Death Cab for Cutie. And then the closer is called Carrie. And... I think what really sells me on this band is the vocalist's ability to switch between those regular and harsher vocals because he always seems to do so at the most optimal time. <laughs> it's, um, I can't remember what band we were talking about earlier this year on the podcast, but it, I, I mentioned that it, it felt like the band knew what I wanted to hear and when, and it's that same sort of thing with the, the vocals here. Mm-hmm. Um, on the title track, the first one, it's when he switches to the haunting touch that creeps in each November, a seasonal breach in conscious emotional filter, which like it kind of makes sense, but it's more so just the delivery that I'm like, all right, we're in it now. And then especially to um, at the very end of Brothers on a Hotel Bed, where he brings those vocals in again for the last lyrics of the song. You may tire of me as our December sun is setting because I'm not who I used to be. Um, I. The songs all sound similar to one another. Like, it's not like you've got three very distinct different tracks on here. But, you know, Movements was my number three album, or No Good Left to Give, I should say, by Movements was my number three album of last year, honorary number one album. Um, and even though we didn't really get anything much from Movements this year, this fills that movement-shaped hole in my heart that I take in the year between when we're going to get, you know, the next Movements album. So 
Um, that and it's nice to find a small band to be able to support. I mean, like when I, with only 500 monthly listeners, it's like, oh, I'm one of those 500 people. It's a really nice feeling, you know, and just to, just to be able to enjoy the material that much. I, I felt confident putting this where it is because I don't think that I can justify it being any better than my top four, but I also think that it's definitively better than my six through ten. So I just wanted to give a small little band the spotlight, especially when I enjoy it as much as I do. You did a good job at uh, convincing me on why it should be that number five spot for you then. I think Jacob would love this. I don't know why. It's just like you liked movements last year. I think Mm -hmm. that if this scratches that same movements itch for you that it does me, you're going to be really into this. Mm. But love to take a look. I'm also going to try and sell you on my next EP too. So even (laughs) if I go for one on this one, I'm hoping we can go one for one. One for two, you mean? <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> Whoops. Jacob. All right. Here we go. You have struggled five. with assembling this list very yeah, much. I, so. This yes. has got to be the most perfectly curated list of all time for no. anything ever. Oh, God. This is. I, I don't yeah, know now there's what, pressure. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> my number five EP. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> My number five EP is 2D by Northlane. Fantastic pick. Is, isn't that, didn't, wasn't that like an acoustic EP? It is an acoustic EP. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. I didn't listen to it because I haven't listened to Northlane much. But. Oh, criminal. And I think this is, like, my favorite acoustic EP ever. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because Imminence released one last year. And we know how you like Imminence. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think it's interesting how you get, like, different emotions from hearing the songs in acoustic as opposed to how they sound normally. And, for example, like, the whole, the whole Alien album is basically about uh, Marcus's abusive father. So in this, you feel more sad for Marcus as opposed to Alien, where you feel more angry at his father, like angry with him. Um, and I'll re- I want to read some lyrics because I love the delivery on them from... Uh, Bloodline. This is from Bloodline. And it's verse 2 for a change. Um, We grew up scared, bruised and battered, youth torn and tattered. As long as you were sky high, nothing fucking mattered. Hotel homes, in the cross, under the bridge, and lost. With your heads in the clouds above, you call this love. You call this love. And this is normally the breakdown in Bloodline. Um, and I think the way they did this instrumentally and vocally was fantastic. And it's still, still like, you still get that like punch, but Mm -hmm. it's an acoustic. So it's like, I don't know. It's more emotional, basically. Um, yeah, that is, that's my favorite song. On the CP Bloodline. I think it's Mine the first too. one. Yeah, yeah. 
overall, I think it is something Jake should listen to. <laughs> because honestly, there's some songs on here. I don't think I like Bloodline more than the original, but there are some songs on here that I like more than the originals. So now the question is, do I have to listen to Alien original first before the acoustic? I don't EP? think so. No, okay. no, okay. no, no. Like I don't like any of these songs. I didn't like Alien at all. Uh, I love all these, especially okay. Bloodline Forty and Sleepless. So okay, yeah, it's 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 a really yeah. I'd say EP. I'd say Rift is the weakest song. Yeah, I agree. Would but, you um... would you rank it? Bloodline, 4D, Sleepless, Enemy of the Night, Rift? Um, That's where I'm at. I think... Hang on, let me pull it up. I, I would do Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleepless, Enemy of the Night, 4D, Rift. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, yeah. I, I, I will I will vouch <laughs> for this pick. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I remember, uh, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I didn't really consider it in my top 10 when I was making my list. And I think I should have, because even if it wouldn't have made it, I think that this is a top 15 or 20 EP of the year for me. It's good shit. It's good shit. It Maybe is. like a lot of North Lane songs that I didn't like previously. Fantastic renditions. Well, right. I think that takes it back to me, huh? Yes, sir. For my number four EP of the year, this, these top four are fucking elite, by the way. Like, they, they are all in a very particular order, and I don't think any of them can move up or down, but these top four for me are all so fucking good. I think there is an argument to be made that my top four EPs of the year are better than every EP I heard last year, bar post-human. Okay. So, my number four pick goes to Sorakai with Expedition. We followed Sorakai previously, McKenna, uh, ever since the release of Methane last year. And they went on a fucking tear releasing singles up until they had to change their name to Sorakai and it delayed the EP for two months, which really knocked the wind out of the incredible fucking role that they were on. Uh, as far as I remember, your guys' favorite songs are still Finer Highs, generally? Yes. Yes, yes for me, yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys continually sleep on Habitual uh, because <laughs> that song is fucking incredible and... In hindsight, probably a top 20 song of last year, if not top 15, in my opinion. It is one of the songs that I have listened to the most from my best of 2020 playlist that wasn't in my top 10 songs of last year. It is unbelievably catchy. His vocal melodies, literally from the first secondary, he's like, I gotta go. It's like an incredible, it's just so fucking good. Habitual is still my favorite song on the CP. Honestly, it's not very close. Uh, but even with me saying that it's not very close, the other five songs on this EP are all incredible. Every single month, I was like actively looking forward to a new release from this band to the same level as like some of my favorite bands. Um, like I was looking forward to a new release from Sorakai, the same way that I would look forward to a new release from like, um, 
I'm trying to think of like what other bands are like kind of similarly on their level. Um, I'm struggling to come up with a name at this point. Cause it's like, I, I don't want to say bands like, um, like a Normandy or an until I wake kind of, um, but I was extremely excited every time that they were announcing they had something new coming and every single time they delivered, um, a war within is fantastic. You get some really fast, uh, guitar and drum beats, some really nice, harsh vocals. Um, and they just complement the clean vocalist of this band extremely well. Uh, methane still very much reminds me of gravity by holding absence, especially in the, uh, drum fill to open the song. And overall, I'm like, this is one of the most like consistently just amazing EP. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to amazing for this consistently, like significantly above average. Like there is not a weak point on this album. If I wanted to try and find one or on this EP, it is just six incredible songs with habitual at the top and a very enjoyable listen every time I've gone back to it. This is one of those where I feel like it's the same sort of thing as Maywin, but in the sense that like I'm I'm happy that we get to feature mm-hmm. a small band and that a smaller band is putting mm. out material that even if not all of us enjoy it or have listened through it or whatever, that on an individual level, we were able to enjoy it that much, especially when so many like bigger bands and larger artists release material this year on EPs, yeah. you know, I, same thing as Red Hook. I've got like one song I'll go back to off of it and I'm not like super high on the rest, but I can really appreciate this pick. I, Again, I'm even if they part. didn't get fucked by having to change their name, like if they were mm-hmm. able to release the last single for this album, like a month after the fifth single. Yeah. I still don't know if it makes it any higher because like that gap of like two months before we get the thought of you is the final single off of this EP. Like that gap really hurt. Like when I, like I was extremely excited for this EP to release back in like April this year. And then it gets delayed until June. And by the time it's June, I'm like, yeah, I'm like excited for it, but I'm not like fucking stoked for it. You know, just yeah. because that way, like they were on such a fucking roll uh, when they were releasing singles every month at the start of this year that, the way it really crushed the momentum for me, but it's still undeniable to me that this is a top five EP of the year. Justin, what's your number four? All right. So my number four, Soft Spoken, Where the Heart Belongs. Not surprised to hear this one here. No, we knew all. this one was coming. We knew this one was coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I wasn't expecting much coming from uh, this band. I forget where I listened to them. I think I heard Real Line um, from like an Instagram sponsored ad. Um, I kind of enjoyed them. So I went back, uh, saw The Road had released. Um, and The Road just kind of like raised the raise the level for this band it's very well done um very like um acoustic feeling but also kind of blends in that the cleans and uncleans which i adore and like that that post post hardcore sound and then bones comes out and just blows everything else out of the water and has this like very catchy song that made it to my top 10 singles of my number yeah my number 10 for this year and uh 
Man, um, I was a little bit underwhelmed by Where the Heart Belongs, the the title of the the title track for the EP. I was a little bit underwhelmed. The uh, female uh, Alexia Rodriguez, uh, her feature was good, and I, I love the uncleans on it. But it, just, honestly, the the cleans in the the title track, I couldn't really get behind. Funny how um, you say that because the chorus of that song is like the only thing that I really remember from this EP. Cor- not the to say chorus that it's bad; also- it's just not something that really stuck with me. Yeah, the, the chorus as well is also good. Um, but The Road and Bones are really just like the the two songs from this EP that really stuck with me and have been constant um, adds to like a- any like repeat list I have kind of going on. Uh, gonna echo what Derek has said for the third time now that nice to feature small <laughs> bands in this. <laughs> um, again, something that like I didn't really click with too much i listened to it for like the week after it came out and then i was ready to move on from it didn't really stick with me but yeah i, I respect the pick yeah. that's about how i feel i i wanted to enjoy a lot of the songs off of this more than i did i i did stick with uh, bones and where the heart belongs for probably maybe a month month or two after it came out but as as more and more material released, it was hard to keep up with it when I wasn't super invested in it in the first place, you know? But overall, I mean, this was in the top half of the EPs I heard this year, which was a lot. So that's I, I can give it praise on that regard. Hell yeah. It's your go, then. So my number four EP of the year goes to Colors We Won't Know by Drown This City. There it is. is. Yeah. Let me tell you, if I if I could convince me on anything. this one, because what's the is it like new burn order was like the single? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the only song from this that I've heard. And I okay. was really intrigued, but not convinced to give it a full listen. So sell okay. me on it. Sell me on it so I can make this one of my last EPs I hear this year after this episode. Perfect. Uh, newborn, yeah, newborn order is the worst song on the EP. So that's a good start. If yeah, if that if that <laughs> didn't uh, don't let that set your expectations. Um, I will say that it works well as a closer for the EP and fades out really well. Um, so this EP deals uh, lyricism wise with a lot of existentialism in the sense that like there's a lot going on in the world around us and like in societal change with climate change and everything with that. And that it's very easy to get lost in feeling hopeless. And so it's addressing that, but at the same time, it's saying, no, you should feel hopeless. And like the world is ending and there's like a lot, it's trying to address your existentialism and then increase it at the same time. (laughs) It's, It's almost unnerving at points. Um, I think the best example of that is Time Won't Remember Us, which is track two. Um, Let me pull through the... It is, I stood atop a canopy of trees petrified and charred, whispering so faintly as the wind blew through the scars. The soil speaks to me, weeping in my ear. We've ignored all the pleading. Point no blame. The plague is in us all. Um, The same, uh, whatever it's called, uh, same song later on. 
Uh, we're all infected with fear of our demise. Why is it so hard to see? We are the only ones ending these lives. Can't see the forest for the trees. Lost in the abyss as it stares back at me. Um, so this this is a metalcore band from Australia, which is automatically like you know seven out of ten, right? <laughs> <laughs> you you can't be a bad metalcore band from Australia. I I physically don't think it's possible. I could not name one that I don't enjoy on some level. Um, make them suffer style vocal dynamics with uh, female cleans and male uncleans, at least as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, I think so, based on what I remember of the music video. Yeah. So they put out an EP in 2019 called Alpha Survivor, which I listened to at the time that it came out. It wasn't super impressed, and this is so much better. Um, I mentioned before that New Burn Order serves, even though it's my least favorite song, it serves as a great closer. Gemini is a fantastic opener because it starts off with these haunting, almost Amy Lee from Evanescence-style female vocals, and then there's just this intense break and drop with the uncleans that just, like, blew me away on first listen. I was like, all right, I'm invested. Um, and it transitions perfectly into track two, Time Won't Remember Us, that I just uh, read lyrics from. And then it, it, it's unrelenting, the EP is. I mean, it's just, it's very atmospheric, and the, the female vocals provide a light and, and airy sort of contrast to these very uh, harsh, uh, unclean vocals and extremely beefy instrumentation. I don't know how else to put it. It's, it's, it's a wall of noise, but you can distinguish everything. It just feels like a lot of sound put together and crafted together well. Um, that really, I mean, just every song on here has, has something to offer. And... I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on or off the podcast, but this is really what I wish Make Them Suffer sounded like because they keep true to their metalcore roots. They're, they're more, um, I don't know how to put, they're less groovy than Make Them Suffer, but they lean more into the female vocals and make full use of them rather than Make Them Suffer where it feels like it's maybe a little reserved, like the, there's an imbalance. Whereas here they feel like they're perfectly implemented and play off each other well. And yeah, it's just every song is equal parts a banger as much as it is kind of unsettling, but also beautiful and disturbing and atmospheric. It's just there's, I don't think besides maybe my number one and two there was any other ep that i was as kind of intrigued and captivated by it on first listen just because it feels so new and refreshing even though it's not like it's never been done before it just feels like the way that they're doing it makes it new even though it's not um i don't really have any gripes with this or any of my EPs in the top five, really, but I, I can't pick out any flaws about this. I love it. It's it's metalcore, a style of metalcore done, I would say almost perfectly. And if these guys put out a full length, maybe next year, we're talking top ten contender for sure. You have me intrigued. Perfect. Same here. Yeah, y'all should listen to this. I really think if anybody's going to enjoy it, it's going to be Jacob. But Jake, I think that you'd find at least a couple things to to like here. Time won't remember us, especially that song is just, ugh. 
fantastic. From what I remember, I really enjoyed the female queen vocals. It's the unqueens that kind of threw me off. So um, I'm going to give it a shot either way. You've, you've convinced me enough. Perfect. That's all I wanted to do. Jacob, you're number four. My number four is Jake's favorite, Lorna Shore, and I return to nothingness. Deathcore, yay. Say the line, say the line. <laughs> Come on, Jake. I'd said it. Say the line. But again. Deathcore, yay. Say the other line. <laughs> What's the other line? It's too heavy. Oh. <laughs> we haven't done that one in a while. Oh. You're totally right, though. It is too heavy. <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is number four EP and... As I mentioned earlier, Lorna Shore is my most improved artist. And that's because To the Hellfire went viral. Um, this EP is instrumentally insane. And there is so much talent packed into these 18 minutes. And it's 18, yeah, it is 18 minutes. And then, like, from the the epic orchestral elements to the the fucking drumming speeds like how does that guy even do that <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, he's not human <laughs> that guy definitely works out <laughs> um and of course will ramos who has single-handedly yeah. brought this band back and then to the hellfire of course has this i think it is my well I've, of the Abyss is my favorite track. I think To the Hellfire still has the best breakdown. And then... Uh, and I Return to Nothingness is in third place. But overall, this is the most brutal thing I've ever heard. And as Derek would say, I have a stank face yeah. <laughs> the entire time listening to it. And... I really, really, really need to see this band live now. Just to hear to the Hellfire. Um Yeah, so we got all these these elements and it's so the whole thing is so epic and like I said earlier, it's not um a genre I would usually listen to black and deathcore. Yeah, I've I I'll read some lyrics from To the or of the Abyss. This is probably going to be my first time actually hearing what these lyrics are because I <laughs> picked that shit out when I listened to it. I just really like what I'm hearing, so I'm really intrigued to go like I can play like a uh, a word hunt. You know, like you can say the lyric and then I can listen to the song and be like, does that sound like this? Like is that... <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to read the breakdown because Oh, I can even pronounce some of these words. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Doesn't he just like squeal? Isn't that? Yeah. A, oh, there's, you're saying there's more to it than that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, well, lyrically, I don't think this is really my type of thing. It's all about, it's literally about dying, basically. <laughs> um, okay, let's read it. 
Uh, flawed by design, we were born to die again and again. Mindless creations. Malfeasance of the Father. I don't know what that even means. Um, pray to imitation gods. You fell with me, now see it all. A lesson in suffering. I need to search up what malfeasant means. Does anyone know? Is it, is it Maleficent? You're or right. Is it, okay. it is Maleficent. I do know what that <laughs> means. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, this, it's, it's so dark and so brutal, basically. And, and epic. So that's why this is my number four. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a fucking constant beatdown, is what I, but I, yeah, no, I think I, an, an epic beatdown, I think is, I'm going to take your words and use that as my official description of the CP. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, I, I wanted to be more high on this than I am. I really enjoyed it for what it was. I don't think that I've hit the same level of, this isn't something I normally listen to but I like this a lot type of thing. I'm more of a this isn't something I would normally listen to, and I'm almost sold. And so I'm hoping, because they, isn't, isn't the next album done? Didn't yeah, they're, or yeah. It, it's an EP or album, I'm not sure, but it's done. It's an album. It's, it's an album. Okay. So I'm hoping that next year will be that this is that precursor to it clicking yeah, for me. Yeah, I think this is just to show off the new vocalist. I, what an incredible job of that they did. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, Will Ramos, everybody. Is that all? Yep. That is. Do, do you guys hear something? Do, it, it, guys, my number three. Uh-huh. The Hot Milk Supremacy hype train is back, baby. Hot milk. I just want to know what happens when I'm dead. My number three EP of 2020. One. I almost forgot the one. <laughs> I almost feel like I'm still living in 2020. Anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I called the Hot Milk Supremacy hype train back in June. Uh, you could have reserved your ticket back then. If not, tickets are available once again right now to hop on the Hot Milk Supremacy hype train because holy shit, this band is incredible. Following up uh, 2020 with three absolutely incredible songs um, in Glass Spiders, June Gloom, and California's Burning. June Gloom was in my top five songs of last year. It has fallen off a bit for me. Um, but... I, even if I think they had a better year last year with those three songs, this EP is still absolutely incredible. Hannah and Jim are able to bounce off of each other so well in their vocal delivery. And the instrumentation is... You never know what you're going to get with a Hot Milk song. You, you open up with Hannah just screaming, it's the end, and then you get into a sick guitar riff type thing. And then you get something like, uh, I think I hate myself, which is much more of kind of just a typical pop punk anthem. And then you get woozy, which is, I, there's literally, I have no words to describe what woozy is. It is literally just woozy. Um, but that leaves out my favorite song on the EP, which is the closer to the EP in Split Personality. I mentioned the last episode, it is my runner up to my top 10, my number 11 favorite song of the year, so to say. 
And particularly in that song, I think Hannah and Jim just play off of each other so fucking well. Um, the especially with the idea that it's a dual front, dual fronted vocalist band and playing off that idea of a split personality between the two of them. Um, and the way that they throw the vocals back and forth between each other in the choruses, alternating lines between each chorus. Like in the first chorus, Hannah will say the line, then in the next chorus, it's Jim that says the line. I fucking love it. And then you get a crazy breakdown of that song to end it where Jim screams, um, fuck, I don't have the lyrics pulled up, but uh, overall, this EP is just fantastic. I think that the two non-singles in Woozy and The Good Life are the weakest songs here. Um, but even still, they're both really fun. Uh, I enjoyed The Good Life quite a bit um, with the chorus of like, so do you want a slice of The Good Life, blah, blah, blah. Um, talking about like, um, how life isn't always like served you on a silver platter almost. Um, but I think uh, two of my favorite in lyrical moments come in the opener and closer. I just want to know what happens when I'm dead. The second uh, verse of the song, verse two, Jacob, um, we get the oh, line yeah. where it says, so check my vital signs to see if I am here. Brain waves from graves that haunt you and never disappear. If this pale skin is all I get, let me bleed and let me sweat. I really want to do all of it and be insubordinate. Um, which kind of sets up the entire tone of the EP, especially that kind of wanting to do it all and be insubordinate, kind of just like living life, even if it isn't like the good life that like, um, that like people like hire would be like, oh, that's a bad idea. Don't do it. But you just want to live life, you know? And I feel like I just want to know what happens when I'm dead is like a perfect epitome of that. Um, I think other than Woozy and The Good Life being the two weakest songs on here and weaker than the three songs they released last year, my only other criticism is that I still stand by, I think that tracks four and five should split, switch places. I think it would make much more sense to have split personalities track four and then close the EP on I Think I Hate Myself, uh, going from the idea of thinking of like, oh, I have a split personality. I don't know, like one day I'm this, one day I'm that. And then ending with, I think my hate myself, which has kind of like a closer energy to it anyway, in the uh, guitar and drum instrumentation. Um, I don't think it matters too much because both songs are incredible. Um, I do have some lyrics from, uh, I think I hate myself that I want to pull up real quick in one of the verses, which goes as follows. Um, seeing ultraviolet on a bathroom floor, trying to be content, but always wanting more, still smoking, choking, am I feeling alive? Um, especially the vocal delivery on seeing ultraviolet on a bathroom floor. Because like, uh, it's like the second half of the verse, so I almost thought I was going into a chorus there, and then they like switch gears, and Hannah's vocal delivery on that line in particular is just absolutely fantastic. Um, overall, Hot Milk Supremacy Hype Train has absolutely delivered um uh, i am extremely excited for the future of this band and i don't think i will be happy with myself until this band appears in my top five on spotify wrapped so here's to next year this ep was really interesting to me because i didn't really know what to expect of what this was going to sound like prior to the singles dropping like for the ep cycle um this is a band that you had me intrigued by um i hadn't really i didn't not like anything but the only thing that i liked um 
was wide awake and i think it was the second part of it was in awful everland or something like awful that ever after uh, yeah that got taken off of spotify so uh, from, hold on i don't think it, it is it's grayed out the no the it's one still that, on spotify it's just under a different thing i'm looking at it it's grayed out wide awake and awful ever after wide awake is there um, hold on. Um, am I losing it? You you look for that it, while I'm going through this because Bam, if, if you I've, can I've find got you it, linked, baby. I see it. Yeah, but that's it's not the same track. They're they're like separate. I don't know, man. It was like wide awake parentheses in awful ever after. Anyway, um. Oh, wide awake in awful ever after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I'm that's I, not. I don't on know Spotify. where the fuck it went. That's not on anymore. No, I don't. know I know, why. and it pisses me off because that was my favorite <laughs> Hot Milk song. Um, I have to say that because I got taken off, I had no expectations going into this, and I was hoping to get at least one song, uh, off this EP that I can enjoy, and I can confidently say that I love split personality Banger. um you know i because i didn't have those expectations and my only expectation was i want to come into this ep and save at least one song uh i achieved that and i'm happy with it you know i i want the full length i want to yes. see what this band can do with a full album and what type of maybe story or cohesion between songs that they can achieve so i'm I think the goal when we were going into this EP was to to put everybody on the hot milk supremacy hype train, right? When we were reviewing it, even today, yeah. and I think that if you haven't heard this EP, it's definitely worth checking out because they're the hot <laughs> hot milk supremacy hype train. Tickets still available. You can still hop on. You can still Catch hop on, and you should. It's not too you late. Can, you should. It's not too late. Anyway, Justin, give us your uh... top three or your number three pick. This is gonna break my heart because I have to say it, and I've been—I literally said this when we were on cut, but I've been switching my second and third off and on for like the past twenty minutes, and it's pained me to finally make a decision. But my number three this year is Vespera, Fading Light. So, all intents and purposes, this is only one new song and three releases. Um, one was, I believe, their only single last year, and two others were like singles from like 2018 and 2019. But man, if this isn't my best collection of songs from this band, like my favorite, Sleepless by far is my favorite song from them, like bar none. Um, it leading this EP is just a really good memory for how I discovered that band. Uh, this was the song I got into the band, um, saw the music video for it, loved the atmosphere that this band introduces, while also um, uh, being probably one of the more heavier bands that I listen to um, regularly. Um, uh, Lorna Shore. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> um, Sleepless, one of my favorite songs from this band. Um, Obsidian Dreams is an old song, but it fits really well in this package, just being kind of a, um, kind of a slower, um, uh, song, um, a, a bit more like a harder rock style, uh, rather than the, like the heavier, um, but they do still introduce the, the heavier vocals. Uh, same with Gossamer. Gossamer is 
probably the slowest song um, while also introducing heavier Vulcans, especially the breakdown at the end, because, man, that threw me for a little loop when that came out last year. And then Fading Light, this the only new track on this EP, um, doesn't have any heavier vocals, but supplements that by creating probably the best blend of instrumentation with the, the vocalists. Um, uh, the vocal range and kind of introducing... Um, you know, basically the best parts of this band. Um, they did release another EP this year that um, called The Thoughts That Plague You. Um, one old song and four new ones, but I didn't really fall as um, into those songs as I did uh, this one, where it's songs that I've already been introduced to, and then one new one that all kind of um, basically just complement one another, and it was genius to put them all together and... Um, this EP as a whole is just really, really good. And if I had to recommend one EP from this band to kind of get a full package of what this band's about, this this is the best one by far. I've so, never been able to get into Vespera, but I know that you've adored them for a long time now, so not surprised to hear this. I went to go look at the track listing for Fading Light because I hadn't listened to it in a while. Fuck you for not telling me they had a new EP out. Like I did. Oh. Well, <laughs> fuck me for not paying attention. <laughs> I totally did. Oh, wow, that backfired. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I... Gossamer is the only song from Vespera that has really stuck with me in constant rotation. That being said, I think this is a great EP, and this is also a great band with a lot to offer. Uh... Vespera, stop putting out EPs and give me a full-length challenge because we've oh, yes. gotten, like, three EPs at this point in the past, like, year, year and a half, and it's just like, come on. Well, mo most of it's just been, like, one or two singles and then reintroducing yeah. old stuff, yeah. which is fine. They're, they're compiling their old stuff with uh, some newer stuff, which is fine, um, but I think, we, I think we're done with that because they basically did that with um, Fragile Seed, yeah. Sleep, um, yeah. Fading Light, and The Thoughts That Plague You. I think Vanilla Sky was really the last one that hadn't been mm -hmm. in an EP. Um, so we're we're due for some new stuff. I want a full-length album next year, but I don't think we're going to get it. I will be shocked if we do, but I would also be very happy. Yeah, exactly. You and me both. I think that brings us to the last of the EPs that you need my cheat sheet for. Uh, my number three EP of the year is Off St. Dominique by Ren for short. This was one of the artists that I mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say that. Artist Discover, yeah, as a um, kind of indie pop artists of shorts um or of shorts of sorts she uh ventures maybe almost into doing features on like uh it kind of draws the line between indie pop and hyper pop not to the extent of like 100 gex but that's 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 sort of vibe um and i found through elio the song wannabe which is my favorite uh, song off this EP, and it's always the uh, 
the great sensation of, of finding a song that you like and then realizing that there's some sort of release that that song is on, whether it be an album or an EP. Um, the Wannabe was the opener to this EP, and I was really, really surprised by all of what's here. Um, mostly because half the songs are acoustic, in a way. And that was different than the vibes that I'd gotten from Wannabe and the songs that I checked out of her as a feature um, with artists like Glaive and Alden, which, again, like I said, kind of venture more into the hyper-pop uh, side of things. But anyway, um, Wannabe is this upbeat, catchy... Um, I'm trying to think of a, an artist that I could compare it to jake do you remember when i sent you charlotte sands yeah uh-huh very similar to that less rock more pop sensibility okay um i'll have to give that a listen because i've wanna, actually it, continued to follow charlotte sands and i've really enjoyed her stuff yeah so. if there's one song off this ep that i as somebody talking about an indie pop ep on a rock metal podcast <laughs> could recommend if there's one song i could recommend it would never doubt be. derek to bring in the outside but, yeah just the yeah. outside your shit um uh, the next song on the ep virtual reality uh deals with you know, the frustrations of the world kind of coming to a standstill and then being in this state of limbo with things that we used to be able to enjoy doing, uh, being kind of shut down by COVID in a sense or being restricted. Um, and it's just venting the frustrations of, you know, kind of living your life on the internet and being taken away from the real world. It's, it's a, it's a very down to, earth basic lyricism type ep where you're not gonna get some huge concept i mean the track after virtual reality is called lust to love and it's just about you know getting into kind of a friends with benefits type relationship with somebody and then developing feelings for them um fall apart is just about a relationship falling apart exception is the maybe the least relatable one because the song is about being 18 and finding an older married man in his like 40s and 50s and trying to get him to have an affair with you but it's presented in like a really slow song ballad type of way that just kind of confused the shit out of me but i really enjoyed it um weird yeah i don't know but this is just a story is the closer and it's a very again same sort of mellow acoustic type vibe but what i thought was really interesting and what i didn't pick up on until i listened to this ep a bunch is that it brings in ties of themes from the previous songs on the EP. Um, one lyric, you know, I know this year's been hard. The kid you love has broke your heart. Um, that's a throwback to that fall apart song. Uh, you crashed your daddy's car, flew out the window and broke your left arm is a, um, I think, callback to exception. Um, it's, it's just things like that where it kind of puts a really nice bow on the ep where i was listening to five songs prior and just enjoying it and having a good time and this gave me that little bit of depth that i felt like i needed to really complete my experience at this ep um i think the reason why i had to put it above my number four because i think that drown the city put out the superior cohesive package 
Whereas with this, it's a collection of six songs that are so accessible and easy to listen to that just by virtue of that, I spent so much more time with them and, you know, had them kind of define my year more. That's right. I had Elio bring me to Ren for short. And as like the second artist that I discovered on that like massive pipeline. Um, And through those two artists is how I kind of found the rest of the indie pop that... uh, like I mentioned earlier, alongside emo rap, really defined my year. And so it's a combination of, like, I spent a lot of time with this music, and then I spent a lot of time with music that I discovered as a result of this EP, which made me want to go back to this EP. Um, once I list my one and two, you'll understand why I couldn't put it any higher, but um, this gave me... This EP gave me a lot of music that I got to spend time with in a way that brightened the time period that I was in when I discovered it. I guess like it came at a very necessary time. And just by virtue of that, alongside everything else, I, I had to put it at number three. But for everybody at home and the three of you guys here, if you check out anything off this EP, I think Wannabe is definitely the most enjoyable song off the EP, as well as the one that's has the most crossover potential with the the rock metal side of things. Cool, cool. Anyway. Jacob. Jacob. Hello, I'm here. And my number three EP of the year is probably the one you that is the biggest surprise for all of you. And it is Sad Heroes. I feel like doing something dangerous. That's a good pick. That is a fantastic pick. I would not have expected. Yeah, I I would not have expected that in the slightest. Yeah, ever since we did the, I don't remember what month it came out. Was it uh, July? Or July, right? yeah. July. Ever since we did that recap and we and like listening to it for that recap, I was like, this is really good, and this reminds me of like. Bring me the horizon lyricism, kind of like Sempaternal era. Bring me the horizon lyricism, um, with, um, like a post-hardcore, yeah, kind of like a somber yeah. post-hardcore, yeah, um, yeah. Every listen got better and better, and there's even like, uh a Linkin Park reference in this EP and I remember pointing it out during the podcast and you were like and I figured out it is intentional and it is actually referencing I'm uh, it's um that I don't even remember what song it is it's the one it's the oh god it's gonna bother me now <laughs> what what song what Linkin Park song is it referencing it's in Sunnyside Down where he's like I want to heal I want to feel oh um um <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it somewhere I belong. By yes. Park. Yes, that is the song. And that was like the moment I knew this EP was great once I heard that line for the first time. I was like, wow. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm gonna read some lyrics from 
I think it's Sunny Side Down. Uh, can't fall asleep on my own. My demons beat me. It's their house, not my home. When did I lose it all? My head's above the water, but I still haven't seen the sun. Hanging by my feet, can I still be his son? I remember this specifically reminds... the delivery on, um, I forget, like the fourth one that you said there. Can I still be his son? At least for me is the one that comes to mind. I song. think so. It was At like the, the, end the... Of the chorus. It was like halfway through the chorus. I don't fucking remember it. You, you said it, and then I forgot. Damn good song. It's a damn good song with a damn good chorus. My, my second favorite <laughs> song on the EP. Yeah, so this really reminds me of uh, Can You Feel My Heart by Bring Me. Um, it's not exactly about the same thing, but the demons part and like my, I can't fall asleep on my own. My demons beat me. Sound, reminds me of uh, Can't Draw My Demons. They know how to swim. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why, but um, oh yeah, because he, talk, he talks about water later in here. He's like, my head's above the water, but I haven't seen the sun. Um, that's the line. That's the line that's, that I wrote. That is right. the line? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah so it kind of, this is a little bit of a nostalgia trip lyrically. Um, and I think that's why it's so high. I think it's the lyricism, the emotion in the lyricism, and I need to highlight instrumentally, especially on the closer Teenage Suicide, the bass is so good in that song. And that is why this is my Dark Horse number three EP of 2021. Fantastic choice. Full disclosure, this is also in my top 10. It didn't make the cut for my top five, but I loved this and I'm really glad that it got highlighted in somebody's top five. If You Know Better was released on the EP back in July instead of as a B-side single to announce that they were retiring as a band, it probably would have made my top 10. Because I think having You Know Better as the closer would have made it so much more impactful, but leaving it on the side, uh, I don't know. I, whatever the closing track... What, what what's the closing track on it? It's not teenage suicide. Teenage, yeah, that song never really clicked with me. But if that song led into you know better, I I definitely think it would have been in my top ten EPs of the year. It's on the it's on the borderline. This is this is a damn good EP. Man, why would they have to go and retire? Yeah. You can't put out something this good and then be like, we're gonna drop our final single, and the final single is also like really good. And then <laughs> you're like, guys, we're quitting. Come on, like at least give me a full like. I had once they announced that they were quitting, I went and bought the CD. Like I, I had to have it. I feel like I need a physical copy of this for posterity reasons because they're broken up, but also just because like this, it's such a good EP. They they did a lot of good um, in the short little time that we i feel like they announced they were breaking up like a couple months after we it was like two months right yeah after we first been talking about them oh man that just makes me sad it's a shame but good pick that takes us to our top two eps of the year uh the last one we'll be discussing before we reveal our full top 10 lists and our favorite eps of the year uh, my number two EP of the year, I could almost maybe argue is my favorite EP of the year. Um, but it's not. So, uh, my number two EP of the year 
goes to our promise, Unbreakable. Who could have seen this? <laughs> Who could have seen this one? Yeah, I, I don't. I did not try and keep this one a secret. This is straight up like probably the best metalcore EP I've ever heard. I ain't gonna lie. For and it's a debut EP, by the way. Um, yeah, no, this is like from the moment that I hear the opening lines on souvenirs of "There's something left to say" into that first riff to the moment that I hear the last breakdown on "Buried," I realize that I'm hearing just five absolutely fantastic incredible metalcore songs that like it's metalcore is very particular to me and our promise have hit a chord in me like very few other metalcore bands especially small metalcore bands that are releasing eps because there's there's a lot of metalcore bands that i'm really into like if you think of um like um like a spear box uh at this point um or um polaris from last year like those are some like big names in metalcore our promise are not a big name they just released their debut ep this year and they're releasing music of the quality that i would bring them up to those ranks with some of the other metalcore greats in my mind and it's like i've probably spent more time listening to this ep from front to back than my number one just with it being five songs and it's it's a 17 minute ep but it feels like it goes by so fucking quick i am like in and out of this ep in what feels like 10 minutes um it is extremely enjoyable i really don't think there is like a dip in quality anywhere on this it is just stereotypical quality metalcore from front to back and it just hit a special chord with me that I was not able to put down the entire year. I, I really don't feel like I have a lot to say about this one. This it, it, every single song is just fucking incredible and hits it hits special, you know. This EP being your number two marks a good spot on your journey to loving metalcore. <laughs> and I know we talked about it a lot. Yeah. When we initially discussed EP and the subsequent, I think, what, single or two that they dropped mm -hmm. afterwards, that I didn't love this as much as I wanted to because it feels like 2017 Wage War, exactly. which isn't a, a bad thing. It's just that I feel like I've heard this sound be done a lot. What I'm... I've got two benefits to that, though, because A, it means that you are opening up a lot more to that style of music, which means that I think next year and in subsequent years, you're going to end up progressing further into enjoying stuff eventually, maybe like in the vein of an alpha wolf or that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So that's my hope for you. Um, I think that if this, yeah, exactly. If I heard this two years ago, this would probably be a top five ep for me because i think that it's even though i've heard it done a million times it feels like they're doing it really well oh, yeah. and actually i, I just am... want to mention that it's the same guy doing both the queens and unqueen vocals uh, that's, that's always hella impressive very impressive yeah yeah i i am very hopeful for this band's future i think more so than anything else 
because I think they've got a great grasp on both their vocals and their instrumentals. If this band finds either A, continues to improve on that sound that, you know, they're already doing, or B, finds their niche and like what's going to set them apart, they've got an incredible baseline here that they can just continue to improve upon. So this didn't make anywhere close to my top 10, 20, whatever this year. I would argue that this is one of the bands that I want to keep my eye out on for 2022 and further years the most, just because I feel like there's going to be a lot happening with this band in a very like one of the biggest way. potential, like highest yeah, they've got a lot of potential outside yeah. of your top 20 and whatever. Yeah. 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 Before we move on, there are a couple of lyrics from a couple of songs that I want to make note of that I've really stuck with throughout the year. Um, the chorus of maybe, or it says, maybe it wasn't meant to be, it made space for something that makes more sense to me. Um, really good vocal delivery on that as well. And then in the closer, Buried, their words cover my skin written in black and blue, the colorblind won't understand. Spin the wheel of punishment over, over again. Can't stop this vicious cycle, no nothing can. Um, especially that line of written in black and blue, the colorblind won't understand. Um, uh, just th There's so much potential in this band and for just being a debut EP, it is infinitely more impressive. I, I am stoked. If, if I didn't find this band in December of 2020, after we recorded our 2020 awards, they probably would have been like my winner for my favorite band that I discovered this year. But I couldn't feel like I could qualify them because I found them in like the last week of last year, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, this band's fucking incredible. I'm stoked to hear more from them. Justin, I'm very curious about your number two. Well, because I think on a similar note to me, it says more about his number one than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on that topic of uh, bands, I want to say more of Mosaic, their EP Spectrum. Okay. Uh, number two. This is the one I was summoning on between that and Vespera. And Vespera, while they're more well well rounded, um, at least in um my books, um it's uh, just kind of a general band that I enjoy. Mosaic blew me out of the water with this EP, suffice to say. Um I went back and listened to a couple of their songs before this EP came out. Um, cause at this point only, I think solitude had dropped and we had just missed talking about it. I believe on the podcast, I don't remember if we had the chance to, um, but I went back and listened to a lot of the songs, uh, life slash less is probably my favorite release that wasn't involved in an EP. Um, and then when the EP came out, man, every single song just, um, raised the bar uh, day by day was a single, and that ever since I think June this year has just been an incredible song for my post hardcore heart. Um, just kind of blending um, all the different uh, elements of what I what I love about um, a post hardcore song. Uh, some of the verses are really well uh, written. Um, verse one, yeah, say goodbye to autumn leaves, dust to ashes from my sleeve of oh, sweet serenity. Won't you sing to me a melody of what used to be? 
Um, and then the chorus, I'm done holding on to everything that's killing me. Look me in the eyes and say it's over. I know I said I never let you down. There's not a day that I don't blame myself. That is a really good chorus. It is made so much better in the acoustic version of the song that was included in the EP with a female vocalist. It is a beautiful acoustic song and has made me appreciate not only the, the main version of the song more, but I feel like I... And even though uh, recently bias might have a might have a pull on this, I feel like I love the acoustic version more. Um, and kind of thinking about it now, I kind of wish I put the acoustic version on my top ten singles. So if I had if I had one regret of that list, it would be replacing the the standard version with uh, with the acoustic version. It wouldn't move place at all, but. Um, I, I still really enjoyed this. And then there are also a couple of songs that came out with the EP itself. Uh, Intentions is a really good um, track, kind of the, the most upbeat song on the album. It's got a really good uh, rhythm all throughout this kind of um, very upbeat, kind of poppy, almost like a gent style in um, in a little bit of a sense. Um, but it's also got some really good lyricism. Um especially in the chorus something's got me thinking that she's got her own intentions the devil in the flesh i could care less such a shame if i let it go to waste feels like a sin to walk away and my soul belongs to her now um a lot of a lot of the wording is definitely um i i feel like the the ep in itself the this the spectrum um is not only like it. yeah it, it's it's a spectrum of um loneliness um you know, existing within a lot of um, can't escape and then um, overboard, and you know that the, that love has become so toxic. It's you know destroying yourself. And um, the 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 CP is incredible. Um, probably my favorite post hardcore EP this year. You describing that makes me agree with your decision to place Vespera at number three. I feel like the way you talked about uh, this EP by Mosaic, you are yeah. higher on it than Vespera for sure. So I think you made the right choice. I don't have too much to add. Uh, day by Day was solid. I listened to it a couple of times. Never really went back to it. Nothing else really clicked with me, but... I'm going to need you to listen to that acoustic version of it. Perhaps. Yeah, this is, this is one that I, when listening to it, I enjoyed it a lot and everything I was hearing nothing super clicked with me to the point that I wanted to revisit it and I want to like it more than I do. So I think with your description in mind, I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to it here soon and see if it changes my opinion on anything. Because I want it. to like this band. I feel like the cool thing about this uh, Top EPs thing is that like all of us have just like, I, I'm pretty sure we're literally going to have five different picks for all of our top fives. So we're yeah. all like, as much as we're we'll trying to convince the audience to <clears> check <throat> out these EPs, we're, definitely not. <laughs> we're also trying to convince all of us here, the four of us, to listen to our top five EPs as well. So I, I, I've, got, I've got one of Derek's final twos. I know it. You do, but I don't think anybody else has it. I know what Jake's number one is. Like, I mean, we 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 Ben knew what Jake's number one is. And it's <laughs> yeah. not on my list. If that's what you're thinking of. No, 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 no. We'll see. I don't Nuts. know. Unless right. you've got Lorna Shore number one out of left field. Like, <laughs> I don't know, um, man. Um, my. Well, why don't you tell me about your list then? Okay, so my number two EP of the year is the debut EP from Until I Wake. <laughs> 
I didn't think this would get here. I had this initially at number four behind Drown the City, and I had Ren for short at number two. And then the more... Once Octane dropped, the lead single off their album coming next year, God bless this band for putting out a debut album immediately next year after this EP. Um... I went back and re-listened to this EP that I already loved, and I was just like, "Damn! Like this, this is just cemented. This <laughs> number two, it has to be right." Like I, I couldn't justify putting it any lower. I, the amount of times during your discussion of Promise and my comments afterwards that I wanted to be like, "Oh yeah, another promising metalcore band doing you know regular yeah, metalcore no, I, really I well." And... Like I'm thinking in my head right now, like until I wake and our Promise could like they're literally yeah. serving the same purpose for both of us. Yeah, this is metalcore ass metalcore done oh beautifully yeah i i love this this is now is is now the time to mention i know we're going to talk about our top 10 eps in fall when we get to our number one but this was my number six okay my top five good good your number one is my number six so it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i the problem with this being generic core done incredibly is that I want to unpack it more and I can't because it's really, it's not like they've innovated any new sound. They have uncleans that are at least to me, very pleasing to my ears. And if I had to, you just had, you say, Derek, give me a band with the most regular sounding uncleans. Like, give me an example of like the medium of all uncleans in the genre. I'm handing you the unclean vocalist from this band because they're doing nothing special in terms of like really low gutturals or anything like Will Ramos would, but it's just uncleans done really well. Similarly, the cleans are like, you know, 2013 Rise Records band copy pasted over and over again, but it's done really well. And we're far enough removed from that era that it feels new again and like like a, almost like a callback rather than something that's been done before or just been done before, I should say. Um, the instrumentals are all just really good. The lyricism is all really good. I didn't have anything really that stuck out to me, right? It, this is the most average, excellent release of all time. <laughs> like, I, I the, don't... More, the more you say about this EP, the more I feel like I'm literally just hearing myself talk about our promise again. Yeah, well, like, I mean, that's what it is. It's just sometimes... It's just so fucking good. Yeah, I just... I find an artist or a band that their music all clicks with me. And I can't quite place why. And that's until I wake for me. It is some of... I heard a lot of interesting and unique takes on Metalcore this year. This is maybe the least unique. But it's done so well, especially for a band with literally no other material, that I'm just blown out of the water. And I mean, the fact that Octane has the single that dropped after the CP has electronic influences on it. makes me think that this band has established themselves with this EP 
and maybe will find their own sound with those electronics in in future releases i just i i haven't been this excited about the future of a band in a long time this ep did an incredible job of selling me on the future of this band and who they are and i mentioned with our promise that i hoped that they would kind of find their niche and you know establish themselves further away from the generic core type of sound if until i wake made regular metalcore like this ep for the rest of their careers and dropped 10 albums of this i would be happy <laughs> i i could die happy knowing that i've got releases that i i i love this much honestly i, I feel same. like i'm not i'm yeah. not as high on this ep as you are but honestly same yeah like i i feel like i gave a lot of backhanded compliments in the sense it's like oh yeah this is done really well but it's also super average i will never not take time out of my day to shit on bands that i think are doing generic sounding stuff poorly simultaneously they're doing generic sounding things to the nines i mean it's just i i love this ep this came out of nowhere just a random ep i had my listen later i listened to it maybe i think three months after it came out and i was just floored i haven't been able to put it down since it came out so or tell me I then what's your favorite song on here Ooh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nightmares. Okay. I think we're no. We're oh. Nightmares number two, sinking under is my favorite. Okay, so interchangeable one and two for both of us then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nightmares is my favorite. Banger. Perfect. I know Jacob, I know you said you wanted to to get into this band and be into them more than you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that debut EP will, will sell you on that. But yeah, no, I, yeah, God bless, God bless this band. I, I'm so excited about their future, just in the fact that it's like this on a debut EP. Oh, until I wake, deserved. <laughs> I love this shit. Anyway, Jacob. All right. I'm really interested to see yeah. what this is because I, if it's I not, honestly have no idea what Jacob's top two could be. I am. If like, it's not clueless. One of them that I think it is, then I know you're number one. If it's what I think your number one is, then I'm completely lost. I feel like you won't get either. I feel like you won't get either. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. My number number two. Yes. Is Frontal Lobe Submission by Landon Tours. I am ashamed of myself for forgetting that this came out. <laughs> this is the, I'm like uh, Jake's hot milk supremacy hype train. This is the land, I believe, <laughs> in Land and Tours supremacy. One of the best voices in the genre. And. In his own work, I, I, it's not even like I, I said this in the review. It's not even like a genre I would normally listen to, but his voice is just so great and so dynamic and so filled with emotion that I, 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 I'm, I'm a simp, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, this EP starts off with 
gospel therapy, which is my favorite song, where it starts off slow and then um he goes, Oh fuck it, baby, let's get prehistoric in this shit and then he starts screaming. <laughs> it's <laughs> a then, fantastic opener. It's it's great. And it's like it, you, you can see the influences from plot with the screaming and then the bridge goes, I want to nuke this planet. I want to, I want to nuke this place. <laughs> so. I mean, after 2020, I don't know if I blame him. Yeah. And then it goes into my least favorite track on the album, which is the one featuring Rory Rodriguez, actually, unfortunately. I am in uh, full agreement. Um, I am in full disagreement because it's my favorite. <laughs> Sorry. Unfortunately, yeah, this is my my least favorite song. Um, but it is still good. And then F Pacing, which is my second favorite song. Um, and the feature with Gabby Hanna is really good. And yeah. um, the saxophone solo, mm. beautiful. Mm. And every time I try to sing this song, it's really embarrassing because I can't go that high. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I've, had, I've had that realization in my car many times. Yeah. And then Gave My All Just Talking When I'm Gone are all, I'd say they're all fairly similar sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, more along the lines of similar to um, some stuff off Dispose, but not as heavy. And I think, in, like, you get you just get to see Landon, um, popping off with his voice, basically showing off. Um, this is one of my yeah, he's one of my favorite vocalists in the genre, and it's amazing how he can do this kind of stuff with, like, get me interested in stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to. Just because his voice and some of the lyricism is funny, <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, that is that is why Landon tours until Lobe submission. You know, I got my my like points rating of everything, and this was number seven out of a hundred and thirty, and I somehow managed to glance over it when making my EP list. Don't know how that one happened because you said you you said the name and I was like, oh yeah, that's in my top ten. And then I looked and it wasn't, and it wasn't in my runner-ups, and it made me sad and disappointed in myself. So I have moved it to the number eleven runner-up number one position, uh, and given myself a little slap on the wrist. Because <laughs> I think that you besides the fact that I would switch as F pacing being my um number one in gospel theory. Therapy being my number two. You and I have the exact same opinions on this EP. Um, this is my favorite of his solo work, easily, in terms of like a cohesive project. I and think I like his previous album more. Withdrawals? Yeah. yeah. But this is still, this is still great. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for not um, putting this on my list to begin with, especially with how much I've listened to F. Payson. Well then, I wonder what you know. That what? takes us to <laughs> uh, our top one EPs of the year. So then, um, I think that means 
that it's time to reveal my top 10 EPs of the year. What do you say? Do it. Yeah. All right, so at my number 10, we have Onikijo by Memorist. At number nine is Long Last and their debut EP, Lost. At number eight is Cyan Kicks, their EP, Not Your Kind. Number seven, Census, A Vigil for the Living. Number six, Until I Wake, self-titled, as I had already mentioned. Number five, Red Hook, Bad Decisions. Number four, Sorakai Expedition. Number three, Hot Milk, I Just Want to Know What Happens When I'm Dead. Number two, Our Promise, Unbreakable. And number one, to absolutely nobody's surprise in this call, it's Against the Current with Fever. I'm so surprised. Could have wow. seen this coming. <laughs> ah! Wow. It's not like I said it's maybe the second best EP I've ever heard back when we talked about it in July or anything. Um, that's Wait, still, what's the best? That still rings true. I, it is in contention with Grandsons of Modern Tragedy Volume 2, which mm -hmm. had three of my top five songs of 2019 on that EP. So uh, the fact that this EP is even contesting that is a statement in itself. Um, it is seven songs, uh, opening with the three singles in order, closing with, uh, four non-singles and my number one song of the year in Lullaby, which is a probably top three album closer, uh, in all music I've ever heard. Um, my favorite song of the year for a reason, just fantastic lyricism, fantastic message works fantastically as a closer. But in general, this is like probably the best pop rock EP or project that I have ever heard. Um, even compared to uh, some of the other pop rock bands that I've gotten into, which there aren't a lot of them. Uh, in general, I feel like this year was uh, defined very much by me embracing pop rock as a genre more than I had in the past. Um it, I, the closest I can think to it is like last year with getting into like Stand Atlantic, um, kind of Stand Atlantic really kind of opened me up to pop punk as a genre, and I slowly started delving deeper into pop punk. Against the Current have done that for me this year, expanding me more into pop rock music. Uh, probably most notably with Concrete Castles, who they went on tour with uh, earlier this year, um, and honestly. This EP is just incredible from front to back. It starts with That Won't Save Us, works great as an opening track. You go into Weapon and Again and Again, which are my uh, third and second favorite tracks behind Lullaby. Um, Weapon, I was convinced was going to be the best song I had ever heard from this band back in, what was it, March when it released, I think? Um, I was like, this song is fucking incredible. There's no way Again and the, uh, Against the Current could top it. And then again and again comes out and I'm like, oh, sh okay, this is like a top five song of the summer and it's four days into the summer. There's no way that they can talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally just continually one-upping themselves at every step for me this year. I don't think I've listened to this front to back as many times as I have with Our Promise Unbreakable. I also do with the fact that Our Promise dropped in January. This released mid-summer. Um, but... Uh, this is supposedly the first half of two EPs that will combine into an album. And all I'm saying is, if that rumor is true, 
Uh, I think we already know what one of my top five albums of next year is going to be, fellas. I ain't going to lie. But th this EP on its own could carry any album into the top 10, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, at least for me with how high I am on everything here. Um, just like some of the best pop rock I've ever heard, as I've mentioned. Uh, there are a couple of moments that I particularly want to isolate here. Uh, the first being, uh, maybe actually, no, not maybe my favorite moment on this EP is not from lullaby. It is from again and again in that final chorus where there is a like split second drum pause in the chorus before it kicks in. And at that moment, I knew I had heard one of the best songs I was ever going to hear this year. <laughs> uh, literally just that half second drum pause. And I'm like, Oh my fucking God, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. Holy shit. This band is incredible. <laughs> it was just really yeah. silly to think about, but yeah. it's so fucking good. Um, and then I also want to make note of shatter, which is the ballad on this EP, a song that I, it's the fifth song on this EP. Um, I almost, when I was listening to the EP the first time, I was like, Shatter should be the closing track on this album or on the CP. But but then Lullaby comes along and I regret that thought five minutes later and blah, blah, blah the rest is history. Uh, but Shatter is still a fantastic ballad song, the way that it slowly builds. When I hear like an acoustic ballad in the middle of an album, sometimes it doesn't build into something bigger. The instrumentation stays mellow and that doesn't always work for me. Uh, but Shatter is a beautiful example of a ballad that starts soft and stays soft, but progressively gets a little more emotional by just ever so slightly amping up the instrumentation uh, in the final chorus of the song, and it works fantastic. If there is one weakness to this EP, I have to point out, it is Burn It Down being the sixth track on here. And that is due to literally just everything else being better and not a single fault of the track on its own, because it's a really good song. It's just everything else is better, unfortunately. And when everything else is so good, like with, when everything else is so good, it's hard to hit so many times in a row. And even if I think Burn It Down is incredible, it is like the one quote unquote miss that I could give this EP. And even then it's like barely a miss. So. Uh, yeah, point being, this wasn't a surprise for any of you. I don't really think it should have been. Uh, and I love it. That's all. Perfect choice. Um, like I mentioned earlier, this was my number six and barely missed my top five. And I think part of that was because there were certain songs preventing me from playing it front to back as eagerly as I did with uh, Maywin. Namely, uh, unfortunately, Weapon and Jump, which are probably I forgot to fucking tracks. mention Jump. Holy shit, I love that track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I, mean, like, I love the lyricism in that track. The way that it's like uh, playing on like jump into the deep end um, to try, like, try and find happiness. So like, um, like you don't know until you try type of thing, which yeah. is a terrible motto for me to be saying as a man that has anxiety <laughs> of trying new foods and hasn't tried a single new food in like fucking eight years at this point. But that's yeah. a story for another day. Uh, I still really appreciate the lyricism and message of jump. Um, okay, that's all. That's all now. You can continue. <laughs> no, I, man, I remember how fucking excited I was when again and again dropped, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh yeah, there's a garden feature. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> garden's like my favorite artist right now, so to have that kind of crossover was great. Still my um favorite track off this album. Um, mm -hmm. that won't save us, 
or yeah, EP. Sorry, it, it's it, you can kind of call it now. It's like approaching yeah. territory, you know. Shatter, great. Burn it down, great. Lullaby, my second favorite song, on, or I guess third, third favorite behind again and again, and that won't save us. I just this, like you mentioned, is is pop rock done so extremely well, and um, you mentioned as well those are most your improved artists. Yep. If I was maybe a little less high on some of the songs that they'd released prior to this, they'd probably have been at the top of my list too because I I enjoyed them before, but this is like just on a whole other level. So I also want to kind of make mention while we're here. I I kind of am surprised to hear you say it's your number six. I almost wasn't expecting it to crack your top ten at all. Oh no, I've my... I've spent a lot of time. It is my number nine. Mm. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I know it's nowhere near Justin's top 10. This is <laughs> number 40. Hi, Justin. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> Gee, uh, I wonder what Justin Justin's is. number Yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin, do you want to tell I've... us? Uh, He's got to go through no, his list No, I'll first. tell you my 10 through 6 first. Um, um, starting with number 10, Color and Shade, Hostile Grounds. That's Good man. Talked about. Um, no, we did. We talked about yeah, their, we did. their yeah. EP release. That's I really enjoyed great. a couple of songs on that. That's a good pick. Uh, number nine, take the name for what it's worth. Number eight, census, a vigil for the living. Number seven, East Capri, awake and repeat. That's another band we haven't talked about. Um, but one that was kind of a sleeper hit. I kind of wanted to put them in my top five, unfortunately. Um, number six and number five beat them out. Uh, my number six being Long Last Lost. Mm, okay. Um, my number five, Rim by Wolves collab EP. Uh, number four, Soft Spoken, Where the Heart Belongs. Number three, Vespera, Fading Light. Number two, Mosaic Spectrum. And number one, who wants to say it for the chorus? Okay. We Traceless <laughs> Obsession. I didn't yeah. want to say it because I didn't want I, to be wrong. <laughs> so, I, I knew it was Traceless. I couldn't remember the name of the EP, and I was scrolling oh. frantically through my document. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Jesus. Yeah, okay, Traceless. so before you get into it, I'm confused, because where is Hurtwave in anywhere near your top ten? Uh, it's not there. I just wow. That's a shocker to me. I would have. Yeah. I, was, I was expecting it to be in your top five, and if it wasn't there, I would have expected it to be in your top ten. If there were more surprises on it, it would have definitely cracked up ten. Mm, but okay, with, I'm but with it on being single after single release, um, yeah, as a whole package, okay. I couldn't really. I'm with you. It. All right, sorry. Continue. Tell us about traceless. <laughs> yeah, traceless obsession. Yeah, this this blew me out of the fucking water with uh with how good it was. Um, the the singles being on this uh were only I'm finding ghost. So going into this, I already I already had kind of um really good expectations um derek the the vocalist for traceless just has a wonderful voice um but also kind of um they're they're kind of varsity light in a sense where it's kind of a mixture of that um that um r&b style with, with a little bit of a uh, post-hardcore and rock um kind of melded together and this song just oozes pretty much everything that you could expect from this band um i'm finding ghost honestly probably being the <laughs> The uh, the underwhelming tracks. If I really had to un state underwhelming tracks, um, everything else is just so beautifully written. Uh, Little Eye is is my top song through Spotify Wrapped. Um, it is the song I have most played. 
uh, throughout the entire year, 282 plays this entire year. And this released in January. Um, and being a January release, and it's still not leaving my, my number one, has something to say. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the singles that came out this year kind of knocked Traceless off, and it really hurt because Live Alive would have definitely been on my top 10. Yeah, like, now that you mentioned easily. it, I'm very surprised that it's not there. Yeah, yeah it, it just barely missed it. But I also um, really liked the diversity in my top 10, so it kind of made up for it. Um, and it's just everything about, about the ZP. Um, Live a Lie, um, I, I've said quite a bit about it already, but um, just kind of go into detail in some of the lyrics. Um, I've got uh, the the breakdown... You live a fucking lie, you're running out of time. Deny it till you deny it till you die, but death can't be defied. I bet you're terrified. You've got no alibi exposed by your own demise. It's time to answer for your crimes. Easily my favorite part of the song. Like I will replay the song every time just to get to that part. Like, no no questions. That's probably why I have so many plays on this. Um but I also want to go into like the the order of the EP. Um I kind of have a thing where I overanalyze like the the track listing, kind of like the, the dissecting like the the order of it. And this this EP, you know, like no no questions ha- has a set order for a reason. Um, I'm fine is kind of that that the, um you know the stage of grief, a kind of denial of um you know the 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 world is falling apart, but you're telling yourself you're fine just so you can you know try and get past it. Um, and then you, you're you're living a lie, that you know, avoiding the the demise and you know, going against what what is like breaking you down, just so you're gonna hopefully live another day. Um, and then that um, obsession, um, you know, a lot of bands d- discuss like relationships and love, but th- this song is no obsession. This is probably uh, no question. This song is probably the the main focal point for um you know what what you know bad relationships could be even if they're they're something that you enjoy um you know it it could send you down a a spiral where you become a ghost you become lifeless you um you know don't make a you don't make an impact in the world anymore um and then what will it take is essentially you know defying all odds to you know going against the grain um, there's a lot of political kind of elements that can be taken apart from mm-hmm. from the lyrics mm-hmm. here, especially like the um, the long form. Uh, where is it? I just had it up here. Um, they steal the wealth that we earn for ourselves and prison us inside the cells that we build. Now come on, people, this ain't freedom. Now this ain't it's treason. Fingers up, saying fuck you, fuck you. We won't be ignored. Won't rest until the balance has been restored. Because let's just face it, we've been complacent but not powerless anymore. And then the last track, War, you know, bring, bringing all of that to a nicely wrapped up bow and, you know, finally fighting for that, that, that closure. And War is just wah, the, the perfect end to this EP. And if, if that kind of dissection didn't really, like, you know, tell you how much this band is, like, you know they're they're new. They only have like what less than ten tracks, less than ten yeah, songs. Yeah, so this EP like a couple others. Right? Yeah, like they they've got so much talent for being a, a three piece. I think a four piece now band. Um, but but they've got so much talent. Um, 
they're just incredible. They're also just incredible people. I talked to Nicole. She's the the producer of the album. I talked to her um, quite a bit at the start of the year, and like they're they're just incredible people. And I, I'm I'm happy to say that I've been a huge fan of them. Um, they've got more in the works. I'm expecting some huge shakeups from them um, next year because they've already said pretty much everything they've they've wrote in just like trumps the EP by like a mile. Oh, so, so we I'm... know what your number one EP or album of next year is going to be, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Don't try to um, hide it, Justin. We know. It's okay. I, I mean, my my number one EP wasn't a surprise either. Look, okay. next year's got fucking Rimmed by Wolves, Varsity, Valiant Hearts, and some other, like, shit that I'm expecting. I'm just fucked for next year. I've come to accept yeah, it. Yeah, you brother. It's over. Um, but that's really all I got to say on that. Do you guys have any... Uh, you haven't really mentioned War yet, which is, like... I did! Mm. No, I missed it then. Yeah, and I said, and, and yeah, it's basically like that, that perfect kind of closure. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just want to highlight like how I feel like War. I remember saying this when we talked about the EP back in January. But War is like the epitome of like the creative talents of this band. Oh, easily. Yeah. Like it, it is such a creative closer. Like it is the structure and formula and instrumentation and everything is so unique. That like that's the song that has me the most excited about this band's future. So I'm very stoked to hear more from them. Even if it didn't make my top ten EPs, it was like close to borderline, like probably top fifteen. Yeah, I I didn't like I'm Fine when it came out, and then I listened to it on the EP, and for whatever reason it clicked, even though it's the opener and had nothing else to contextualize it. And I never really put it down for the rest of the year. Honestly, one of even though I I guess it technically came out in 2020. But, like, one of my favorite songs that stuck with me this year, I think. I Even that, that and War, the two tracks that have really stayed in my rotation um, as the year has gone on. Even though I'm not as high on the rest of the EP, I'm thankful for those two songs alone. So, we knew it was coming, but it's still a great pick. Very unpredictable. <laughs> I, dude, Jacob's number one is the only one that I feel like wasn't obvious once we said our number twos. I still don't know what your number one is, to be honest. I don't oh, know what this is. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, gonna know. <laughs> say it. Uh, um, anyway, so I'll, I'll run through my, the rest of my top ten. Uh, my number ten is A Tear in the Fabric of Life by Knocked Loose. Uh, my number nine is I Feel Like Doing Something Dangerous by Sad Heroes. Number eight is Things Could Be Worse by Garden. Uh, number seven is Pure Like Porcelain by like Moths to Flames. Number six, Fever by Against the Current. Number five, Choke by Maywin. Number four, Colors We Won't Know by Drown This City. Number three, Off St. Dominique by Ren for Short. Number two, Until I Wake by Until I Wake. And my number one EP of the year and all time, uh, I Won't Survive by Convictions. What happened to brothers? Oh, right. let's go. No, I, th I think it's, no, I think it's funny because I remember like 15 minutes ago, I was like, I wonder what Derek's number one convictions. That's the one. And within 15 <laughs> minutes, I forgot about it. <laughs> Man, EPs as a whole this year, I feel like were so much better than last year. Yeah, and yeah, I, it's not I even close. Easily with my number one last year, which was uh, the self-titled EP from Hands Like Houses. It was my favorite EP I'd ever heard. And this blows that out of the water. Like, I, I did not like Convictions before this EP dropped. 
I listened to the album that they put out before. It came out in 2018. And I heard The Price of Grace and Hurricane as singles. And I didn't like them. And I don't know what happened, but I listened to this EP and everything clicked. And it was like Heaven's Gates had opened up and the angelic choir sang down. And I just kind of sat there and let this EP take me. I love this EP. I think that it is perfect. I have no complaints. Zero. And I mentioned that before with like... um drown the city the rent for shorty p that like i didn't have any complaints it's just because i i couldn't well, i didn't want to nitpick anything nothing was overtly like at the surface giving me any grief about it so i just wasn't going to look into it this i have tried to find a flaw in this ep <laughs> and i can't um i i have one for you too heavy yeah <laughs> yeah Fuck. whatever bro I... <laughs> Fuck, you got me bro me. you got me bro oh god i so this, I mentioned this when we reviewed it on the podcast, but I don't think that this would be as good if it was an album. I think that the seven tracks that are here do a great job of where they are, and I wouldn't want them to be anything more or anything less. Um, with that said, the opener, The War That Followed Me Home, is just it you get into the heavy <laughs> as soon as this ep opens and it is just blistering i mean you're getting smacked within the first like five seconds um which you know i am i'm completely fine with because the just incredibly crisp and impactful and well-delivered uncleans from i believe his name is mike because he just filled in for the august burns red tour um when their vocalist had to leave are contrasted well with uh, daniel the clean vocalist who sounds fantastic they are still a mainly heavy band but i feel like the cleans are incorporated so well and sound so good that i'm just completely fine with it um, I think th this album is full of breakdowns. It's just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown at times. I think my favorite one is in that opening track, The War That Followed Me Home, um, with the pre-breakdown line of my knees collapse and I brace for the impact into this just like slamming down tune guitar. It's just so good. And the price of grace, um, the single that, clicked with me the least suddenly for whatever reason uh decided that it just wanted to be one of my favorite songs of the year out of nowhere <laughs> i don't know where that one came from but i again that same sort of thing where it um it contrasts the cleans and uncleans so beautifully with this soaring chorus and i i want to bring it up with with this at this point because we just talked about the war that followed me home they deal with like a lot of serious shit with the lyricism on this album. Um, the War That Followed Me Home talking about the impact of war or what going to war does on a person and how it can be like glorified in the media, but just how hurtful PTSD and like seeing people die next to you can be. Um, 
the price of grace written i've got the excerpt um they posted this they said if you've ever lost someone you love to suicide this song belongs to you a few years ago before the pandemic we were touring the world full-time we had two friends cj and travis that would come to see our shows cj and travis would drive hours to see us play and it was always amazing to see them and we loved them dearly one day everything changed we received a phone call it was cj telling us that travis had taken his life this shook our spirits to the very core. Time passed, but this stuck with us. We decided to ask CJ if we could write a song for him, from his perspective of losing a friend to suicide, a song about the pain that is left behind. Our only hope and prayer is that the song can help at least one person. We will always love you, Travis. You deserve to survive. And the You Deserve to Survive is the first breakdown call-out, which is then uh, followed by an actual voicemail that... CJ left Travis after his suicide, which is like heart wrenching enough as it is. But that precedes the next breakdown, of which the first line is "What happened to brothers forever?" And I'm just like, oh, like it's just gut punch after gut punch after gut punch yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Uh, followed by teeth, which is a musical gut punch and sounds like Alpha Wolf on crack. Um, Hurricane melodic, just melodic metalcore at its finest. Everything I never told you. Beautiful instrumentals with violins and strings, and uh, leading into Last Cell, which is my favorite closer of any piece of music that I heard this year, album or EP, which is about a man who has lived his whole life as a fuck up and wanted the chance to make things right, and had that in his infant daughter, but he has terminal cancer, and is on his deathbed reminiscing about how he'll never get to see her grow up. Um, the chorus in that one, I'm sorry I won't be there for your first steps when you're falling till you walk down the aisle, standing tall in a white dress. I know life isn't fair when it's time, and heaven's calling. We leave love behind. You are my reason to fight. Um, which... At the end, it, it's, it all builds up emotionally, musically to the end where uh, Daniel, the clean vocalist, repeats, think of me and close your eyes in this like great vocal key progression, uh, which is then continued to be repeated behind uncleans of I'm sorry for the things I couldn't help for all the times you'll walk through hell for the cancer tearing my spirit out. When your world comes crashing down, I'm sorry for this fleeting farewell. Despite all the fear I felt, I loved you down to every last cell. Don't let your light run into the shadows, which then fades out into the end of the album or the EP. And it's just like, man, what the fuck did I just listen to? Like, it's, oh, it's musically heavy. It's lyrically heavy. It's emotionally taxing to listen to. But at the same time, you're just headbanging the whole way. Um, I think instrumentally, my favorite part, I didn't bring as much to it because I'm not as high on it as I am the rest, but Wreckage, there's this like screeching guitar tone at one point where it sounds like he's dragging his pick down the strings in the middle of the riff, and it's just brutal. Oh, I could, I don't, well, I want to, but I don't want to, but I could talk about this for ages because I can't remember the last time that I was so enamored by the intricacies i guess of of an album or ep like with until i wake i mentioned that you know i'd just been obsessed with a new band but for this every time i listen to it it feels like instrumentally vocally lyrically i i find something even if it's small new to listen to and it makes me want to go back and listen to the ep again i yeah this is one of 
my favorite metalcore releases ever. And I am just so thankful that despite not liking the two singles going into it, that it clicked with me because I am in love with this EP and band now. And I think I'm getting an album next year. And when that drops, y'all better be prepared because I don't think I'm going to be able to shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> but yeah. So I know you guys weren't as high <laughs> as I was, but it made me I, happy. I think so. in a similar case to me with against the current, it's hard to be as high as you are on it, you know? Yeah. 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 This this clicked with me in a really special way that I wasn't expecting. So this would have been like my eleven or twelve, I think. Okay, you know I will absolutely take that. All right, shall I reveal? Let's them? reveal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm very happen? curious because I am yeah. actually clueless at this point. Honestly, so am I. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My number 10 is Desperate Times, Desperate Pleasures by Boston Manor. Mm. My number 9 is Fever by Against the Current. My number 8 is Timeless by Of Mice and Men. My number 7 is Bloom by Of Mice and Men. My number 6 is Z2 by The Devil Wears Prada. Hey, what the fuck my is number... your number 1 then? What? No! <laughs> my, number... <laughs> my number 5 is 2D by Northlane. My number four is And I Return to Nothingness by Lorna Shore. My number three is I Feel Like Doing Something Dangerous by Sad Heroes. My number two is Frontal Lobe Submission by Landon Tours. And <clears throat> I need to clear my throat. My number one is A Tear in the Fabric of Life by Knocked Loose. Uh, before what? we get into that, I just want to make note of the contrast from number four, Lorna Shore, to number three, Sad Heroes. I know. That didn't click with me the first <laughs> the time. Acu- it, the acoustic EP, too, true. on the other side. <laughs> also, let the record reflect that I didn't think we were allowed to count the Of Mice and Men EPs in our final list because they put out an album. Uh, let the record also reflect that Bloom would have been my number two. Now, See, I gotta know. What changed between the time that we reviewed this EP and now to bring well, this to your number one? I did what you told me to do. Oh, well, have fair the, enough. Have <laughs> the lyrics <laughs> what, open. You listened to him since when? I, I had the lyrics open while, while listening to this EP, and holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, one of my favorite concept EPs ever, mm-hmm. and... It's really, really dark and depressing, but it is very interesting. And is it, is it based on a true story? Yes, I think so. That's my understanding. That, is it the that, vocalist or somebody in the band? That is crazy. Holy shit. Um, so basically, this is about... A, a dude who gets into a car crash while um while driving home with his girlfriend or wife I'm not sure or fiance or something um and they get into a car, a car crash and she dies and he lives with survivor's guilt and I don't know the the 
start of the first song actually starts with the car crash. It's actually like you hear it. Um, so I'm going to read a lyric from Where the Light Divides the Holler, which is the first song. Um, and from within you, I hear a whimper. A voice echoes in an empty form. Inside my head, you say, I told you so. We should have left before the storm. And holy shit. That is like... I can feel the, the, the survivor's guilt, basically. Yeah. From that, that, those lines, it's like... Damn. Okay. We're in for a trip here. So... Mm-hmm. Because the first, the, when we reviewed this album or this EP, um, I hadn't like had the lyrics open. All I did was watch the, no, I didn't even think I watched the visual. I think you just listened to it. I think I just I think, listened to it, yeah. I'm pretty sure what I told you is to listen to it with the lyrics up and then watch the video afterwards and like get all of that, that full experience together for the entire concept, I think. But anyway. And in this thing, in this in this EP, there's like no no choruses, no repeated line. Well, there is some repeated lines, but it's it's all for like effect. It's the whole thing is a story, basically. He's like screaming a story at you, basically, and it's narrated by this guy with survivor's guilt. And this line that we should have left before the storm is actually comes back in the third song, I believe. Or fourth song. It's in Force to Stay, anyways. Um, where the narrator is slowly descending into madness, and basically he gets to the point where he's digging up his significant other's grave, and um, he takes her corpse and brings it back to his house, I believe. And basically in the next, in the, in the last song, he uh, realizes that her body isn't enough to fill the, vo- fill the void that she, like, she's, obviously she's not there. She's just a body. It's just a corpse. Um, it's not enough to fill the void. So he kills himself. And the back half of the last song is all instrumental and what i interpret that as is he's like either he's bleeding out or he's 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 dead um and the lyricism in this ep is so descriptive and so it it basically paints a picture you're literally and if you watch it with the visualizer it helps even more um but that is essentially why, like, normally I wouldn't listen to Knock Loose, like, like, as a, like, I, I listen to a few songs here and there, basically. Um, but this, as a, as a co- cohesive piece of art, like this whole thing, I think that is why it is my favorite, because as a whole, it is... The best thing I've heard all year. That is a beautiful way to describe it. I wanted this to be higher on my list than number 10. I think what held it back is that I just spent more time with the others because musically, I'm not 
super sold on everything Knocked Loose is doing, even though I think that this is a brilliant concept and overtly, like objectively, the best piece of art released in the scene all year between the, the storyline and the concept video and everything like that. I don't have anything to add other than the ending lyrics to God Knows um, that God Knows I Belong to Hell. That's why he left me here by myself, followed by the prolonged scream of God Knows, which was just like heart wrenching. <laughs> you know, like you mentioned that in that, in the line in the opener that you can feel the survivor's guilt that I feel like that for me, that lyric and God knows at the end was when I really felt it. Just, I mean, an incredible piece of art knocked loose. Even if I don't love how it sounds on concept alone, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, just phenomenal. Too heavy wool. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any last thoughts, Jacob, on the EP? No, that is that is it. I'm just stoked that all of us are like super fucking pumped on all of our favorite EPs this year. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. following up last year. Like I'm I'm thinking back on my top EPs last year. I think we only did a top two EPs last year because I genuinely don't think I had a top three. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there wasn't like, enough. Like the gap, like I would take my entire top ten from this year before I would list you a third EP from twenty twenty. Yeah, agreed. Like I, even I only had like three or four that I was really into. The rest was just filler. <laughs> like, like just got so those. many. Yeah, especially so many smaller bands coming up and mm -hmm. giving some fantastic yeah. material. Like even deeper down our top ten lists that we mentioned. Uh, like I know um, Justin mentioned Color and Shade as his number ten. There's some mm. really good songs on there. Um, and, like, it's not anywhere near my list, but, um, like, so many bands really stepped up, uh, especially for EPs usually highlighting, like, the smaller bands. A lot of really strong material to talk about. And I think it also shows in, like, how little overlap we have. I, I don't think there was any overlap was within our none. top. There was no overlap yeah. within our top no, tens. There was a couple of overlaps between our top tens, but really... Just all of us found... I just had no overlap. <laughs> hmm? 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 What'd you say? I said my list had no overlap. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think. Your your top five didn't, but top ten definitely did. Oh, yeah, since it's uh, Visual for the Living, that's right. And yeah. Long Last in mine as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Carry on. But, yeah, no, EP's this year really stepped up, which is sick. I, agree. So, um, I, mean, I just wanted to appreciate for... that now that we're at the end. So. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. We talked about 20 different EPs. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Will that happen again next year? Who knows? Uh, no. You'll I'm have to around. follow on social media to find out. We had last year for when we just did top twos. <laughs> and there's none yeah. this year. Well, last year it's because Bring Me yeah. dropped. Yeah. So and bring me's, yeah, and bring me's dropping again this year. So, or I guess twenty twenty two. So, yeah, and if we're doing top five, it's over. <laughs> anyway, any other closing thoughts to wrap up this episode tonight, fellas? It's a somber moment because this is the final one before the the top oh, ten. I'm albums. so stoked for the top ten yeah. albums. I'm, I'm stoked. So but I, stoked. 
I'm stoked. My list. I'm upset that it's that it's come so close, and it just makes me more excited for next year's as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin, I I will have to say that you have me a little scared with your list now, though. After this episode, yeah, fucking caskets and Normandy not in your top ten. Who are you? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. We'll just have to see. <laughs> you don't die before that. You got me fucked up. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the end. If you did, uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Highmind Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify. And stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be dropping our top 10 albums of the year episode. You aren't going to want to miss it. There's so many fantastic albums for all of us to discuss next week. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun one. So... That's all we got for this episode. Have a good night, good afternoon, whatever you're doing. Have a good, good one. Morning. Go on. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.